I haven't seen you since the play. Yahoo! But F9 is like priority. Because I had, in the before times, when that movie was supposed to come out in like May 2020, um, I had like booked my seat three months in advance. You're telling me you're excited for Fast 9 because people are going to lose their shits in movie theaters. And you're not excited for Black Widow in theaters? One of these movies is about family and fast cars. And the oh other one's God. about family and spies, dude. Okay, hear me out. My, okay, why I'm not interested in Black Widow. I mean, it's it, whatever. Uh, <laughs> like it's, it's, you know, the cast is good. I like, I like Rachel Weisz. I like Florence Pugh. I hear that guy is good on Stranger Things, but I've basically seen none of that. Um, I, oh, this I'm character- actually really excited to see him in it. Not yeah, he seems cool. Um, it's it's direct. No offense, it's directed by nobody. So like, part of the 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 movies. I mean, so was Nomadland. No, I mean Chloe Zhao was an independent director. So uh, yeah, but like so a nobody. But an in, I M H O a scrappy independent zero budget movie directed by a nobody is more interesting than when you get a nobody to direct your movie so you can boss them around. Yeah, and but, I, I mean, I mean uh, those hold on. movies are all done in that pre-screened thing anyway, so it's like. The ones of this franchise that I like are the ones where I'm like, this is a fucking Taika movie or a James Gunn movie, and that energy is like radiating upon me. Also, I'm sorry, everyone. This character has been in these movies for 10 years and has left less than zero impression on me. Um, So I'm I'm not psyched for her solo movie. I'll probably yeah, go I'm see just it. saying like if that's you're holding that to a high standard but you're excited to go see a movie from a franchise that you've literally never cared about but I'm caring about it right now <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of caring about it okay. because this is like I mean like forgive me these movies are wild and exciting and oh, bizarre from and incredible in like in a way that every Marvel movie isn't um, not Funny that there words. aren't ones, Damn. but like they're not. I mean, you know, most Marvel movies. I'm like, no, oh, this is a nice, like, lukewarm glass of water. Like, it's better than hot water, but it, you know, I still got to drink some water, <laughs> rehydrate a little bit. Um, I am deeply, deeply excited, um, offended, but also excited for you to realize that the Fast and Furious movies are nothing more exciting than a whatever you just described marvel a glass of what water lukewarm water yeah the the fast and furious movies are like a giant glass of lukewarm water that doesn't fucking end and there's no bathroom i forgot that marvel movies don't because end. the bathroom, <laughs> because no, but marvel the bathroom. At least has new things to bring in and other characters you know what we can't talk about they're marvel bringing in new oh sorry no hold on you're right caleb runs. we can't talk about this kevin's gonna cut 20 minutes of our podcast Listen, he's going to cut 20 minutes because he has an axe to grind against Marvel. We should start calling you Kevin Scorsese. <laughs> He'd like that, though. Not, <laughs> it's not It's not cinema. It's not cinema. It's just oh it's just a God. theme park. It's content. <laughs> They've made it 
content. They decided that that's what they. But it's fine. I mean, like, okay, it's all, I'm. It's I okay, don't. I'm gonna challenge you real quick to say a nice thing about a Marvel movie that wasn't directed by Taika Waititi. Uh, I cry at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. It's okay. Or James Gunn. Okay. Uh, I think that <laughs> the fucking through line story, the the twin narrative of T'Challa and Killmonger, is really effective, and that's a good movie. I y'all act like okay. I come in here and I'm there like there are 23 movies there are 23 movies in that universe and you've only got three you can say something kind of nice about no you I, asked me to then say <laughs> you asked me say one nice thing boy. and then you're using me only saying boy as evidence not liking Glee isn't bullying and implying that is reverse <laughs> bullying okay. <laughs> You all oh, also act Kevin, like Kevin, I don't watch all the these shows. I don't. It's from Community. Um, Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's from Community. That's why I used it. Um, it's uh, it's the biggest media franchise in the world. And if I have some criticisms or say it's occasionally dull, that really just has to be okay. I know. I think <laughs> I think Caleb and I are just a little tired of the fact that for some reason <laughs> you love all these franchises that are equally as lukewarm. I think it's uh, no, look. Uh, here's Caleb. Uh, mm. Ke- <laughs> Kevin, we know that you like these movies. Yeah, exactly. Like y'all act like I'm like you're idiots for liking these things that I also generally like. It's just to me. Okay, so I am a movie lover first before I am a superhero movie. Yeah, and we're nerds, Kevin. I know. Indulge us. Okay. I I get comics in the mail. It's just like if I was a food. <laughs> Okay, if I was if I was super into like cuisine, I love to eat, but I'm not like super into cuisine. Uh-huh. And if the only food anybody ever wanted to talk about was Taco Bell, that would also annoy me. Marvel is Taco Bell. Yeah, it's the it's. Uh, I fucking it's, love Taco yeah. Bell. Right <laughs> okay, there. exactly. I also like Taco Bell. Yo, you Marvel can't, is can't not Taco Bell. Be... Marvel is very clearly McDonald's because Disney and McDonald's have get the fuck no, out. Of here. It's better than DC is. It's better than McDonald's. DC is McDonald's. DC is McDonald's is the best take I've heard in probably a month and a half, Caleb. Well done. DC is McDonald's, and and fucking. Does that make Jurassic Park Wendy's? Marvel is Marvel is red. No, Wendy's is kind of good, but it's endless fucking. Marvel is. Taco Bell, and I have. I'm a, okay with that. I'm okay with okay. that. Because Taco Bell's the best. Taco Bell's the best. Exactly. Fast food. So, like, <laughs> Taco Bell is like some. So of the, of the fast food, Marvel's the best. Hold on, Kevin. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me just say. Fucking finish. What I want to say. Um, it is. He's about okay. to Jeff Winger. Taco us. Bell sometimes really hits the spot. Right. We can all agree. Sometimes you're like, oh, some Taco Bell really fucking hit the spot right now. Uh-huh. It, it cannot be the only food you eat it cannot oh. even be the predominant food you eat it but is Kevin... basically the same ingredients remixed in different shapes every time yeah and to be fair i often like eating those shapes but <laughs> it is essentially the same ingredients mixed but around Kevin, every time here's the flaw in the metaphor when two people who are eating talk Love each other <laughs> Dad, no. Yeah, it's otherwise perfect. It's other. It's I. I proposed it because I thought it was flawless. <laughs> there are there's so there's two people. They're both eating Taco Bell and they're enjoying it and they're talking about Taco Bell and they're excited for the new, I don't know, extra cheesy gordita crunch with Baja Blast ice cubes in it. I don't fucking know. You know sure. what I'm saying? In the something purpose of new... this metaphor, someone's talking about the return of nacho fries or whatever. Sure. Something like that, right? Yeah. Nacho fries, the sequel, Electric Boogaloo. And someone goes, 
I don't know, man, because McDonald's or I don't know, because Burger King. It's like, okay, but we're literally we're in canon right now. We're talking about Taco Bell. Okay. So whenever Caleb and I are like, oh, I mean, this is unfair because I I did bring up Marvel when you were talking about something. That is completely correct. And also, (laughs) we're not in a Taco Bell. We're in like a takeout taco podcast about community. Yes, exactly. We are not in a Taco Bell. We are in a... But a, we like it, and it's a, adjacent. That's okay. But if imagine every time you showed up to play pool with your friends at, like, a bar, they were talking about how good Taco about. Bell was, and it was predominant, the predominant topic of conversation. No, but it feels like... it feels. I think it also feels odd because we established early on almost a sort of tradition of talking about Marvel while we were talking about this because of the involvement of the Russo brothers, because all of... All Almost the entire cast has been cameoed in one of the Marvel movies or another. It almost became like a, hey, it wasn't just going to a pool hall and someone being like, so Taco Bell. It was like, we got tacos and we went to a pool hall. Okay. You know what I mean? I understand. <laughs> and then at one point, I think I think it's very, here's the thing. I think not... Caleb and I are not burnt out of Marvel and you are, and that's all it is. Yes, exactly. Like, it's just like... I'm not erecting a brick wall that says no Marvel ever. I'm just like, hey guys, can we eat somewhere else every now and again? Like, like no, because Taco obvious, Bell obviously, it's, it's great. It's obvious that Kev's gotten to the point where he's like, can we please just eat somewhere else? Because he's chosen. He's like, dude, I need some vegetables. To watch every Fast and yeah. Furious movie. And I'm enjoying <laughs> no one does that. I, exactly. That is my place. thesis statement that I am not like some fucking like snob that only likes Korean <laughs> art films. I'm watching the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise at a Fast and Furious rate. I just rewatched four Missions Impossible. I don't hate popcorn. Missions Impossible. I love the way that you pluralize that. Yes, statement. thank you. Attorneys General. Mission. Well, it wouldn't no. be impossible it would be but i hate it i know it's terrible that's why i subject you to it and like i'm not against popcorn cinema i'm just like can we talk about the movies with the fast cars instead like can we talk about like the movie where they strap tom cruise to the side of a plane because that movie whips that's all that's it and like again you guys usually start it uh sorry y'all usually start it my my apologies um So that's it. That's all. And like, I don't cut every time we talk about Marvel. I don't think we're the two totally of you, like, giving listen you a hard time to the show. We're I know. Totally but like, hey, if we need to lose 15 minutes <laughs> talking about the title right. of Black Panther 2, which we haven't seen. Yeah, that's an easy 15 minutes to oh, cut. Oh, fuck. So good. <laughs> it's just, so it's good. such an easy 15 minutes to cut. <laughs> Here's the thing. Caleb. I know you. What? (laughs) I know you've got two children. Getting out of the house might be a little bit more difficult, but it would bring me so much joy if the three of us could see Black Widow together. Because that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. What about. I don't live in fucking. Yeah, that's a real. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's a real toughie. Kevin, let's go to St. Louis. We might be able to figure that out. Go to St. Louis. I have a wedding in June. Because I do owe you, Caleb. I did go to St. Louis and I didn't even say hi. Like a fucking yeah. could, real could we <laughs> two prong when does when does shang chi come out like august or something Ooh. september september that's gonna be okay because yeah. i have a lot of days off in september because i work for a jewish company but i myself am not jewish so it's not like i have anything to do when i'm off for yom kippur so we might be able to work something out here <laughs> i was like what's in september jewish holidays a lot of them I didn't know come on caleb 
Come on. It's I didn't know until I started. I'm Jewish and I never know when the fuck Yom Kippur is. I I don't pretend to be some cultural expert. It's convenient to me right now. I'm glad um, you find my uh, my my cultural religious uh, you know traditions to be convenient. Yeah, I'll remind you when Rosh Hashanah is because it's on I my. I promise you, cow. I won't need it. But thank you. <laughs> promise you, not necessary. Uh, but it's okay. Uh, what is it? I don't hate y'all. I don't think they're the most popular things in the world. I'm just like you know. Don't yuck my yum, Kevin. Play don't a different song. My yum. <laughs> Play a different. Play song. a different song. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Hey, let's talk about Oasis. Okay, so the way <laughs> Champagne Supernova is no, under let's a bridge. Not. Let's not. Let's really not. Y'all have been all putting nine me through minutes. the ringer with these music takes for the past few weeks. <laughs> you have been driving me insane. <laughs> if you break down all nine minutes of Champagne Supernova and you listen to the song backwards in so full how, how and then for. <laughs> What's, what? The weeds in the back are four feet tall. <laughs> Cheech and Chong would have smoked them all. <laughs> I wish y'all could see the dance Kevin is doing right now. It is, it is primo. It's like if Jessica Rabbit <laughs> and Groot from the end of uh, Guardians won. Oh, Lord, no. There it is. Ladies, sports fans. <laughs> One of the greatest sound drops of Monday, all time. Monday, Monday, Monday. <sighs> I made a uh, short film once that was about that guy falling in love. And it was like, it was sweet piano music and it was all voiceover of that guy. My heart yearned for her. (laughs) Uh, I guess this is Advanced Community Studies uh, podcast where uh, we uh, apparently just uh, talk about the Marvel movies, uh, but where we're supposed (laughs) to watch and talk about the American television comedy show Community. Have any of y'all seen Waterworld? Yes, several. Really? Yeah. I haven't even seen it. Waterworld is an incredible movie. Oh, that's so. Hold on. Waterworld is an amazing. Jace, I was in an introduction. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was in the middle of it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, the people know how this yeah, goes. Yeah, Let's yeah, start. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's fine. I am your host, TV's Kevin Lanigan, and uh, I am not learning the new names for anything. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jace. I use they, them pronouns, and I don't have a fun quote. I would just like to point out that there is a joke made about Teen Vogue that is probably the part of this show that has aged the worst and for the for not for the reasons you would think so because Teen Vogue is doing some killer work right now and it absolutely was not when this show aired. Yeah, it was a different time, 2014, different time. you know? Teen Vogue yeah. sucked. Yeah, yeah Teen Vogue time. sucked. We had not yet those might met those mighty guardians of the galaxy. What? <laughs> we hadn't. I'm not Sure. Cinema had is not. That, are you arguing? Are you arguing that? I'm just that arguing for what James year Gunn's it was. Guardians of the Galaxy is why Teen Vogue is good. No, oh. I'm just arguing for <laughs> what. Yeah, Caleb, I got lost with that one as well. I'm like, placing us in time. I'm sorry. Do we not have the year these movies were released memorized like I do? No. Oh, okay. Well, I do. <laughs> no, <laughs> Cam. I think what you need to enjoy life again is a little bit of distance. Yeah, 2020 was not enough. Can we do another year? <laughs> Can we do it? Can we have another? Can we get another gap, gap year. Can we do it again? But this time, no jobs. Yeah, where I just get to like sit <laughs> sit around and bang a drum all day and not watch. Yeah, let's Marvel join movies. a drum circle and eat carrots. That sounds know? great, actually. That sounds 
phenomenal. That I would sounds that. good. Why are we eating carrots? They're tasty. They're roots. You know, we want to be. There are tastier things than ah, carrots. I, 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 I wanted to say vegetables, circle. but I thought specificity would be funny. Uh, rutabagas. Sometimes specificity ramps, just ramp season's uh, almost confuses over. people. Like my specificity about when Guardians of the Galaxy came out. When did that come out? Uh, August 2014. So a mere. Ah! Ah! Wow. I'm so, what is happening? Put it on speaker. Oh my god. Put it on speaker. So Answer it on speaker. Do you want me to Jesse? Yeah, put it on speaker. Here. H- Hello? Hey, are you podcasting? Yeah, I am. You're in the podcast right now. What's up? Hello. It's uh, it's it's advanced community studies. Have you I'm ever? So famous. Are, are we famous? No, you're so famous. But I'm like, which podcast is this? <laughs> yes, all of my podcasts. Thank yeah. you so much. My many. Have podcasts. you have you seen Waterworld? Oh my god! I went to the fucking like Universal. The show. Um, See, I'm familiar with the show at Universal Hollywood. Yeah, and I know that it's a dumpster fire film. And I think I did watch Waterworld when I was staying in. Nope. Um, Well, we should absolutely watch Waterworld because I know you just said it's a dumpster fire of a movie, but Kevin and Caleb highly recommend it. Well, they highly recommend it because it's like cult, right? It's like a cult following. Is is it like a Mad Max kind of like, it's kind of loved and kind of hated, depends on the lens you're going in with? Uh, Well, Mad Max is the love. I think it's it's just a movie that nobody... Hold on. I think it's just a movie that nobody who watches film critically went this is a critical success no definitely not a critical success what, of a movie. what who, happened was it was I a production did it lose a lot of money yes yes kevin yes. says yes <laughs> hold on <laughs> I, it's funny because jesse can't hear the two of you so it's like that's why it's <laughs> i'm gonna call you back later i love you Love you, love you guys. Have a good podcast. Bye. Adios. Bye. We love a cameo. We love a cameo. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's okay. That just increased. Cat might now be the most frequent guest on this show. I I'd believe to, so. I'd have to add it up. We've had a few repeats though. It's either it's it's either them or because they've also been on your uh, uh, been a repeat uh, mm. re- repeat table topper offender. Yeah. That, well, that too. <laughs> Well, absolutely. Um, yeah, real, real offensive. Just in case people were concerned, though, I'm the third host, the daddy oh, God. host, the host so with the sorry. mostest kids. Disgusting. Um, and <clears throat> right now, I wish I had a team of people that I could command, like the Lockable. Yeah, <laughs> feed me an M and M's, daddy. <laughs> feed me an M and M's. I meant to say, pay me an M and M's. I Counts ruined my own joke. It still worked. There was a little bit of Freud in there, I yeah. think. Feed me, it's daddy. Okay. Yes. Yeah, exactly. See, you get it. Um... I hate it. <laughs> oh, Lord, no. So let's. Uh... Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Let's talk about Waterworld, shall we? Yeah. So, so Waterworld, uh, what happened with the story of Waterworld is that I don't know. this, the production of this movie was 
heavily publicized because like tropical storms blew away the set. They built these like gigantic, you know, ocean sets. This was like what Kevin Costner was coming off of his Oscar win to make, you know, he, it was, it was hugely public. Uh, and then like, you know, again, they were building these huge actual sets in the ocean. Then like tropical storms were blowing them away and it was just delaying production. It was really hard movie to make. Um, and it was just one of these times where like headline after headline after headline for years had prompted people to for a disaster. So when the movie came out, nobody gave it a chance. It was dead before it ever actually arrived. Right. You know, it was, it was, it, it, you know, when you have a movie whose production is that public, you get there's one of two outcomes it is either treated the way uh the original cut of justice league was treated upon release which was unfavorably and i'm not saying that's not due it was terrible <laughs> but, but it was it, it was dead before it ever came you know it was like yeah. oh no this is a nightmare uh, and then it came out and no one was ready to evaluate it right. uh, or you get francis for coppola's apocalypse now where after this horrid production it drops and everyone was like wow like what a titanic achievement you know and Waterworld got put into the first column uh and but it didn't deserve it like justice league no it rules it's actually like it's a fun campy it's mad max on water <laughs> it's right it's, and it's a fun fucking campy adventure with a man with gills who drinks his own piss and he fights there's a, a man with gills I think Kevin Costner has gills, if I remember Waterworld correctly. Yeah, Kevin Costner definitely wow. has gills. I and and Dennis Hopper is fucking wild as like an, a crazy ocean man with an eye patch. It, it's a good movie. <laughs> it's really fun to watch yeah, and to see. Um, but it was it's more associated with how it was made rather than what it actually is. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> A little uh, bit of uh, cinema history. So that, and I, I would call it like as, as Kat said, it does now have a cult following. Obviously, not to the degree that a Rocky, not like Horror a Rocky show Horror, does. right? Yeah, exactly, like the cult movie, right? It's not like uh, Cats. It's not. We don't like need to cats. do it. We don't need to do it. <laughs> it's not like. Well, we've done everything else. Why? I wish it was like it? Cats. I did uh, twenty-four actual hours of conversation about Cats, and I'm not done. We're not done, Kevin. <laughs> we should revisit. Let's revamp uh, podcasts. I did the anniversary commentary. I don't know. I don't have anything planned for the next uh, anniversary of the release of uh, Cats uh, because that's okay. I, Cats was, <laughs> Cats was in theaters December twentieth, twenty nineteen. Cats birthday. And uh, the same day as the release of Netflix is The Witcher season one. Uh, the same day of the re- as the rise of Skywalker, and it was a special time Whoa. for everyone. <laughs> I remember going to the movie theaters, and it was either people you there were two people. So I love the trend of people dressing up in costumes to go to the movies. It's super fun. It's fun. It's really fun. And at the movie theater that night, everybody was in costumes. Half the people were dressed up as Jedi. Uh-huh. And half the people were dressed up as cats. <laughs> it was the craziest kid. thing I have ever seen. And um, it's a bunch of New Yorkers doing this too. So it's like I regret it's anywhere from like full cosplay to like the most half-assed headband. It is unbelievable what what, what was witnessed that night. It's the closest thing to a Comic-Con I've ever experienced. 
Same, actually. Except for, like, the one St. Louis Comic-Con that I went to, and I did not have a good time. Uh, so Cats was way St. Louis Comic-Con so And I was also, like, working for this guy who, like, wasn't paying me. <laughs> so it so was like, you were, I couldn't even really do anything. Were you an involuntary volunteer? I was volunteered with a lesser expectation of what was expected of me for no money than they were expecting from me for no money. Do you understand? That uh, yeah. I was like, I was. Taylor, are you for... fighting someone? No, I'm sorry. I have the Cardinal game on, and this dude's been throwing basically a no hitter, and there's one out in the eighth, and we just hit a home run to tie it. <laughs> so it broke up his no hitter, broke up his shutout in the game. Tied, He's throwing a no no. Like, this guy, because uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Please go I, on. I was like, I yo, what's happening? Either there's a bug, <laughs> something got into the house, or Caleb is fighting a demon. <laughs> No, I was just fighting my own uh, urge to scream. Fighting uh, what uh, professional baseball team? No, they're playing the Brewers. Oh, the Brewers. Oh, and another hit followed it. Sorry, our division, one of our division rivals. Sorry. For everyone getting this episode later in the week, I hope you like (laughs) this live live sports update. Yeah, I'm the I'm the one in here that's like sports. Both both of us are like, what's happening? Are you okay, sweetie? I enjoy. You seem really excited for no reason. <laughs> I enjoy the odd sport. I just don't keep up with it anymore. I will. I will enjoy if I were to tune in for the last five minutes of a baseball game. That's kind of fun. Can I the last five? Minutes I enjoy some basketball. Can, <laughs> can I explain? Can I explain to you folks why I had an not an epiphany? That's a little strong, perhaps. <laughs> okay. of the word. A spiritual awakening. But in the last week, I have realized one thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's that because I figured out a way to watch baseball each game at home without having to get cable mm-hmm. every single night that the Cardinals are playing, I'm watching. Mm-hmm. And like my wife likes watching the games too. Charlie likes baseball. Eli likes baseball. It's fine. It's great. But I have realized that like there is a me that is evolving or that has evolved. That's like, oh, the game's on. And I'm on the couch with my kids and it fu- I'm just I'm entering dad vintage. I'm entering that era of like, oh hey, you're a dad, and there's like a couple things that you can have like just work on a schedule. And when it happens, you feel different. It's it's wild. It's wild. You know how like when you're a kid, you try beer for the first time. You're like, this is gross, I'll never like it. And then as you get older, your dreams start to die and your taste buds <laughs> go with it. Um, <laughs> so you start drinking beer and it's fine. As the light leaves your eyes and the beer enters your gullet. Why am I craving the taste of fermented wheat paste? Yes, and now I've realized that, like, oh, there's a baseball game and dinner and my family works. I don't need anything else. It's dope. It's dope. Anyway, we can go back to talking about... I tuned into the last few minutes of the World Series where the Cubs broke a curse or something like that. Sure. Yeah, they won or their it, first World was Series it the in a century. Was it the Cubs? Yeah. Did I get that right? Oh, yeah, you got it right. Good job. Wow. Well, the Cubs did it in 2017, and the Red Sox did it in 2004 against the Cardinals. The Red Sox, but weren't the Red Sox winning constantly, though? No, the Red Sox hadn't won a World Series in, like, 98 years or something like that, and the Cubs hadn't won a yeah. World Series in, like, yeah. 107 or but something. But it was, it was, I don't know. The curse of the, the Gambino. Minute, like, Whoa, cool, a, a thing. I watched like the last bit. That was it. That's all I needed. Super Bowl, halftime show, maybe. <laughs> I don't care about football at all. Ah. Fuck the NFL. 
I I don't I'm not gonna go down this road. I personally believe that there is a manifestation of every single societal ism in this country that I dislike present in the way that football is and is presented to the American public. Mm. I won't get into it. I could literally write a thesis on it, though. Okay. Well, all right. Next week, uh, we will <laughs> get into it in lieu of our usual MCU chat. We will get into Jason's <laughs> uh, wow. screed against uh, the, the Super Bowl. I just, I just, no, not the Super Bowl, just football. Sure. Not the Super Bowl specifically, though I'm sure in it's, conjunction it's, with it. Well, the Super uh, Bowl is football, but super the most football <laughs> it's like extra extra large football <laughs> well they did make an xfl uh the the uh extreme football i'm already tired okay <laughs> okay so they cut what they did you know football fields 100 yards they cut it in half so uh-huh. that's crazy uh and they uh, uh quicker plays quicker downs this is of course a league owned by vince mcmahon the actual demon that owns wwe, WWE. yeah <laughs> the actual the uh, actual uh, i would call him satan but i find that no. offensive to say yeah that. exactly satan deserves better than being compared to vince mcmahon <laughs> uh who okay that i'm kind of that i would much rather watch a marching band on the football field than I would watch a football game. Sure. Kev's like, remember when I started a podcast about fucking community? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally every time we do this, it's that episode from season four where the, where Abed stares down the barrel and goes, I remember when this was a show about community college. <laughs> that is our, our podcast. Yeah, we literally started to... our intros and we haven't even gotten to the episode. I went, well, what? so Waterworld's the thing. And then yeah, we you <laughs> were at a point where you did not even let me finish like the first true sentence <laughs> of the intro before you were like, hey, how about this other thing? <laughs> Waterworld is is related to the episode. This episode is a Waterworld spoof. That is true. No one is denying that specific aspect. That's what I was trying, <laughs> trying to be clever, Kevin. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. No, it's... <laughs> uh, it's sure, Jace. Yeah, mm-hmm. That sounds great. Uh, listen, if you if you find me that weed hookup, all is forgiven. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's legal where we are. <laughs> Come and get me. Come and fucking get me. Uh, but let's all right. I, do we dare talk about this episode? Does anybody I have any other order, it orders is, of business? I think you know what it is. It is. I bet you at least a, an ounce of it is us not wanting to have to go and rank this episode because we know it's going to be disruptive because this yeah. episode fucking bangs. This will be yeah, this episode as fucks. Titanic. This a episode does indeed fuck. In this episode, this episode <laughs> does fuck. And Troy has thought about specific ways in which he would like to fuck. Um, <laughs> I had a dream like this, but it was sexual, which raises a lot of questions for me personally. Oh, hey, uh, I don't want to contribute to this. This will be quick and it won't lead to any other content. It's community focused. Mm-hmm. So I've had to do a lot of like errands and shit and like work outside of the house, but on things that I own, like the car or the yard, things like mm-hmm. this. So I tend to leave the TV on for the dog. And I because <laughs> I want my dog to be less of an ass. Well, I want your dog to, to have culture. culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but my dog is just internalizing Chevy Chase. Oh no. Sucks. Yeah, my dog barks at I my buddy's living with me right now. And I'll walk in the door and he's like, hey, hey, hey. And then Jabril will walk in the door and he's like, intruder, intruder. It's the fucking dumbest <laughs> thing in the world. Oh no. But anyway, so I've been watching a lot of community and I just watched through the episode with the, the high school kids, the Schmidt episode. Uh, and at the end of that episode. When it goes through and like goes through all the people and says what they're doing in the uh-huh. future, 
First of all, the girl, the the high school girl, is supposed to be a teacher at Harvard this year, twenty twenty. Congratulations to so her. That's that's interesting. But the other thing we talked about this last week about how last episode kind of ties the bow on the whole Britta's getting an iPod. Not, mm-hmm. I didn't realize it, and maybe like this happened last time, Kevin. I'm sorry, I don't ignore you. We did just, talk about this episode. My brain turns off. We did talk. Did we talk about the? Yeah, because at the end of this episode, it says that she gets an iPod in 2014. Right, which was the year this episode dropped, which was... Which was the year that... Exactly. Which was and I uh, approximately eight months before the release of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, exactly. Sure, yeah. I didn't realize that it was mentioned explicitly in this episode. I Because we brought up that this in this episode, she has a Walkman. I, also, I didn't also think it said that in 2014, she got the iPod. Yeah. So they literally they, paid attention to the year. They literally fucking mailed it. Yeah, yeah so... It, did was, come up, uh, but just in case anybody missed that tidbit Whoa. last week. <laughs> well, okay, this is a full circle moment. It reminds me of when Parks and Rec accidentally, or maybe not even accidentally, when Parks and Rec predicted when the Cubs would win the World Series. Oh, did that happen? It happened. Mm-hmm. Back cool. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> love to see it. <laughs> Join um, us next week when we. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about Parks and Rec some more. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we are, of course, here to discuss season five, episode five, Geothermal Escapism, directed by Joe Russo. He came back for, for two episodes this season, uh, written by Tim Sicardo. Uh, in this episode, it is Great Troy's job, final day at Greendale. Uh, and to send him off, uh, Abed decides to engage Greendale in a game of what they refer to as hot lava, but what civilized people call the floor is lava. And uh, it, of course, in classic Greendale style, devolves into a pastiche of uh, post-apocalyptic action movies. Uh, and I have one order of business uh, to start this off. Uh, at the end of this episode, Britta wins a $50,000 comic book. Which she would does, be life changing money for her. Is for most people. is the for her, yeah. I mean most people, obviously. Uh, but her especially, uh, given given, you know, that she's living on Abed and Nanny's couch next year. Um am I there's two possibilities here. Mm-hmm. Either she A cashed in that comic book check and pissed it all away, which is not outside of the question. Um, Or, you know, or paid off credit card debts and student loans and things of that nature. Or she gave it back to Abed and did not actually keep the comic book. I... I'm inclined to think it's that second one. I also, for some reason, I don't know why in my head, I feel like Britta wouldn't give it back to Abed. Because I don't think Abed would take it back. Because she won. Because she won. And he's and a I man think, of rules. And I think I would put it within my canon that Britta would hold on to it and actually give it to maybe sell it to Troy when he gets back. Because she knows he'll <laughs> have the money to buy it. And she knows That's amazing. And wow. keep it in the family and like I or some or even like give it to Troy and Troy's like, I can't take this. And then Tro- and she's like, really? I'm not going to do anything with it. <laughs> I don't even know the first place to, I don't even know where to go to sell something like this. Yeah. Briller goes here, have some money. I've got millions of dollars now. Um, 
<laughs> and it's something to kind of connect them to to Abed, you know, to connect her to Abed. I just, I for some reason like the image, and it might, might not make any sense, but I like the image of Britta holding onto the comic book for when Troy returns. That's a nice. That's that feels yeah, good sure. to think about, you know. I don't know if I'm trying to think, like who technically wins this game, Britta. Britta. Unless like, there is some unseen like, other person, but usually in these episodes, that ain't that ain't how it go. Yeah, it's it's Britta. I feel like she does not get yeah. out, and then Troy goes backwards onto the lava. And if we are to understand Which, that they are yeah. the last two, I have to say, when watching that scene, I I understand that he did that onto several mats that we can't see, but in the context of the scene, Troy it's dead a, drops a onto slab concrete. Of concrete. <laughs> Yeah. So he does. I like to imagine it as a trust fall, and Abed is there to catch him. But Abed's like right not after the camera Abed's, cuts. Right after the camera. No, cuts. I don't. I, I don't. I, He's still out. I think, you know who I think des- deserves the comic at the end of this episode is fucking Buzz, Buzz Hickey. Hickey. <laughs> The flowers yeah. alone. He built that whole. The other three. Tank. The other three. Which, around what a great a, line a for him when he gets eliminated. He goes, "When I'm not, what? Once you're dead, I'm gonna push you back." <laughs> Something which so good, so good. just because of to... course he would maintain the integrity of the rules of the game once he's out. Well, that is that is the most insane thing actually about these community genre episodes. The hardest thing to believe is that people actually play by some system of honor in games like this and wouldn't like cheat <laughs> or be like, no, you didn't get me. No, I, I didn't touch the floor. You know, like in the context of these episodes, like when people are hit by a paintball, they actually like go down and they stop playing. Well, with paintball, and, like, it's hard to deny it because so you've got cool. paint on your body. It's like, you can't really be like, you didn't hit me. And then you can see it. Uh, I've seen it. No, I haven't. Recently, I'm too scared. I'm delicate. Yeah, well, they'll still, they'll, um, they'll, people will do every it. Every single dime I go paintballing, at least twice that day, I wipe off the paint. Yeah, at least. Exactly. I'll get, it's, I'll get hit as I'm going around the corner and I'm like, nope. And I rub it on my butt. The, the no hardest there. thing to believe is not that they would construct Shirley Island and have like a new mythology and series of gods. Where did the, the hardest part come to from? believe is that if everyone. just had that lying around was playing this game they would commit to the that's rules it's a good question <laughs> yeah. where, where did it where did, did they like if they got it from the gym like the pe department that would be my guess yeah. why wouldn't there be more than one because greendale's budget is virtually non-existent okay, but the entire yeah it's actually not really that's not very hard to believe yeah but i feel like those are the purpose of those for the case of pe is competition mm-hmm. inside them and which at which point you would imply that there's more than one or some sort of uh, obstacle course game, or like a some you just sort take of bizarre, turns like, going through an or, obstacle course. Yeah, in yeah. or like a or like a soccer takeoff where it's like for funsies. <laughs> you have that person playing goalie in soccer, and everyone has to. No, try, Evan, try you were so close. It. That person's the ball. You can't. Oh, they're just like pushing. They're just the ball. You're literally pushing a person around okay. on the field. Yeah, and then you like have to wipe off all the barf from inside. It. <laughs> um, yeah, as that, I realized yeah. I didn't catch it the first time I watched this when Troy and Abed go down that stair, the stairs while inside the bubble. Uh-huh. They're, they're they're trading off by saying "yay" and "ow" in a really funny yay, ow, yay, ow, like, yay, ow, ow, yay, ow, yay. And it's, 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 <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah, it's, which made me question that because I mean, mm. it's a funny line, but I, I, I don't know. Well, me, mm, 
Abed probably knows that Troy is, you know, very particular about how his butt's touched and the kind of relationship that interacts. Yeah, and Abed's mm-hmm. probably like, I'm sure there's been a discussion where Troy's like, I do like butt stuff, but our butts cannot touch or will jeopardize our relationship. It will confuse my feelings, like yeah. my brain. Yeah. That's fair. I will make a lot of fan fiction real if you like interact with my butt in any way. <laughs> That's cool. I'll do it anyway. <laughs> so good uh sounds beautiful uh obviously this episode uh whips and fucking hits and flaps like in this is a very like a paintball style this episode i appreciate that this is the one non-paintball iteration of like a competition and it's so good i think it's also i mean they also they 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 did the paintball you know they did it a whole bunch. We did it. We did it. We they were also there. very clear that they were like, we can't go anywhere else with this. I can't believe we're still doing this. And they literally blew it entirely out of proportions. Last time they did it, there was an implied, nope, nope, never mind. The spider machine was not a paintball episode. Was not a paintball episode. Uh, it comes up at the end of the heroic origins episode oh, and yes. uh, has yet to come up one more again. Uh, but uh, yeah, this it's, it's crazy. And I think... I imagine, I don't know any behind the scenes, I imagine there is a concept draft of this episode where it is paintball, and I am glad that they attempted something similar but different. It it hits all of the great, it hits all of the high notes that a paintball episode <clears throat> sets up mm-hmm. without being repetitive, while integrating new aesthetics. Um, it's so, it's... It's such a specific uh, genre that they're pastiching that we're, honestly works better for this kind of episode than if they Absolutely. if you were to try to do like a Mad Max with paintball, it would be really difficult. Yeah, it's not the same. There's a lot of like, guns Mad Max movie. is not. Yeah, exactly. Mad Max is not a franchise about guns. Like he does have a gun. Yeah, but that's not what's like, about. It's about. Fury Road is not about fucking guns. No, it's about being the best fucking. Movie it's about ever. playing an electric guitar while on a bungee cord being pushed from <laughs> car to car. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's about fucking spraying chrome spray paint in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like committing like fucking viking death for oh, it's your incredible. god it's uh, unbelievable oh my god i want to watch it right now um <laughs> it's that's what i'll do <laughs> oh my god i love fury road uh and i honestly like have barely seen and don't super care about the other bad maxes no, but i'm all in on fury road <laughs> yeah and i'm excited for the sequel that we're gonna get eventually oh, yeah and i think there's like that there's also a prequel with Anya Taylor Joy as uh, Furiosa, which is yeah, we're getting a Furiosa, and then the and then some sort of one sequel. is called like Hell Hell something Hell Man. Uh, better Mad better... Max in Hell. Okay, would watch. Um, I just uh, listen. I I don't mean to be this guy, uh, George Miller. You're not a young man. You might want to might want to step on the. <laughs> Step on the step on the gas a little bit, uh, you know. Just just keep keep those gears moving, uh, buddy. Uh, it's like uh, you know, uh, Marty's filming a movie, and when Marty's filming a movie, you're like, this might be Marty's last movie. You talking about Scorsese? <laughs> yeah, Marty. Marty. Oh, your own first name. Got it. Yeah, me and Marty. Yeah, we. Marty. <laughs> Two Marty, not even New York Martin. filmmakers. Marty. No, it's Marty. Marty Scorsese. Uh, you hear anybody call him Martin? They uh, are business acquaintances. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like how you only call Robert De Niro Robert in business context. He's Bob to his friends. Um, Is that true? Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, Bob. 
Yeah, Bob. Thinking of Robert De Niro as a Bob hurts. I understand. Uh, it's it's very upsetting because you just know him as fucking Robert De Niro. It's Robert fucking uh, De Niro, and you think Bob Rob- is some guy in a suit on fucking Wall Street. Uh, that's <laughs> there's an episode of um, Graham Norton or something mm-hmm. like that where yeah. Tom Hiddleston calls him Bob. What did they? And I was on? like, huh? Have huh, they done a movie together? Him. Have they? No, they, they, Robert De Niro was just on the couch with him and. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sometimes Graham Norton sets up couches specifically because of co-stars. And then sometimes he just <clears throat> he arranges a group of people. Right. Yeah. Like when he has the cast of Mission Impossible Fallout come on to watch footage of Tom Cruise breaking his fucking foot. <laughs> It'd be right. like, eh, check it out. <laughs> he broke his foot. Go see our movie. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Please. Please. Uh, anyway, there's still Please. one great paintball episode to come. But I, 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 I'm glad they waited until they felt it a little more deeply. Wait, which and one? they had like, there's, it's one of the last episodes of the show. It's spy. It's espionage theme. It's oh, when they do yes, the, the Winter Soldier homage with the with the dean. The Winter Soldier yeah. homage with the dean. With yeah, the elevator. The dean, the dean takes on an elevator for the people. But it's like all him. accidents. He's like, he's like screaming and like blindly firing <laughs> his gun. Wait, I don't remember. I it's oh, it's incredible. this is why I love this so show good. so much because even when they're very clearly doing a reference. Even if you don't get the reference, it's still so good. Right. Like, you don't have to have seen Waterworld or Mad Max or, weirdly, Hook uh, to get what this episode. episode references Hook? This one. What? When Chang Black comes out of boys? the... Yeah. Chang is dressed like, like Rufio. Rufio. Yeah. <laughs> Chang is looking exactly like my man Rufio uh, in, this, in this episode. That, y- um, y'all are fucking with my head. I love Hook so much. It might be one of my favorites ever. Watch this That's scene incredible. specifically again. He's just Rufio. He's just Rufio. Uh, <laughs> just Rufio. And the Locker Boys have, I think, a distinct Lost Boys energy. I don't know why my uh, brain went to Warriors. Warriors, Warriors checks out as well. But Warriors is a modern warfare one. That's not a this one. Is that not? Study group come out to play. Yay. Oh, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they they just reference, because Modern Warfare was like 80s action movies, everyone. And we were like, sure. Yes, thank you, actually. I would love yeah, that. Uh, yeah, please. So much. Yeah, sounds good. More, uh, yeah, Escape from New York. Oh, dip. Cool. Bring it my way. Oh, thank dip. You. Oh, dip. <laughs> oh, dip. Uh, sick. Uh, but yeah, this, this one is, is uh, littered with it. Um, God damn, they just think of a hundred fucking funny things to do. Everyone's like lava personas are great. I love when Britta transforms into like her lava self and she's got the like the hair pulled over. Um, and it, it, you know when you're when you're in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, you might as well wear all leather. I think it's the expected attire. I love what they did with the aesthetics for this. I I mean it just the, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of like. <clears throat> The board that, um, um, oh my god, Yvette Nicole Brown plays. Okay. I, what's wrong with me? Shirley. I don't know. Shirley has the board for when people die that say secular and Christians. Oh, oh, okay, okay. okay. I don't know why I forgot Shirley's fucking name like an idiot. Um, but just when when you're going through that scene to see everybody in these really distinct costumes and these set pieces are really distinct, uh, it's it's so impressive and it's so 
quick they gloss over it it's just the amount of work that the design team put into this episode is astronomical it's oh very good so good and all the like chair stunts which like i'm watching this and i'm like this is a filming nightmare (laughs) to like get get (laughs) fucking rolly chairs to behave in a specific action movie type way uh i just i i'm having like horrific visions just just thinking about it for a second and like high five to the high five to the stunt team too wow there's a lot of people running around on stilts and falling off or rolling community every whenever they do these action movie pastiches they pull in some heavy hitters with the with the uh with the stunts the stunt doubles absolutely the stunt actors oh my god they had the they had literally the falcon as the guy yeah. on the Aaron Aaron Tony was post ironic uh, disco mm-hmm. stew yeah. in Modern Warfare, yeah. and now he doubles virtually every Black Marvel character. <laughs> he is Captain America. <laughs> he's Captain America. He definitely worked on Black Panther as well. Like no he, he's he's all over yeah. the place. Uh, yeah, good for him. Uh, honestly, you know, good job, buddy. You did good. Way to make friends with the Russos while you're yeah, working good on secure the, the bag. Uh, yes. <laughs> Get your bread. Make that paper. Get your bread. Be nice. Make to the that bread. Director. Get that paper. <laughs> Get, you know, make yeah. that bread. You know, need the dough. You know, put it in the oven. No, I com- I instantly I, understood. I don't follow. <laughs> I need you to explain it more. <laughs> Making bread. Jace, this is the equivalent of no, being like, Jace, you father. don't make Star bread. Wars, it comes right? from the grocery store. Kevin, I will disown you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's about time. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. Move out. He's like, I'm already. <laughs> I already have my own spot. You don't need. I'm already gone. Uh, Fine. Uh, Good. I'm glad. We'll go then. That okay? Wait. That also. (laughs) We'll go. Jeff and Britta have one of have some of the weirdest and most amazing back and forth in any episode. It's one of my favorite Jeff and Britta exchanges. Just the 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 back (laughs) the fact that they stretched a knock knock joke bit into several. They cut away and cut back to it more than once. It's, it's and you never lose track of what's it's going incredible. on. You always, as the audience, know where the disconnect is happening, and yeah. it's so good. It's, it's oh, good. so good, and it's it's perfect, Jeff and Britta, because they are both too petty to drop a bit that is not working. Who wins like, that? Cannot, Who wins? They, uh, Britta wins because she pushes I mean, Jeff off a chair. Yeah, but like, the, but like, as far as like, who's the quippiest in that moment? Um, well, Jeff isn't allowed to be, so he keeps shutting it down. I think Jeff is the more witty of the two, uh, who's trying to like he is trying to use logic to explain how Britta is wrong, and Britta is just yelling for it. Who's there Uh, for? (laughs) That's where you're gonna be. (laughs) And then she like tries to out logic him, and she kind of does, but he's like, You're missing the point. You're you're yeah, it's incredibly funny. It's, it's it is such an incredible moment of character. These two people know these characters so well. The writers know these characters so well and they pull off a scene though because even the motivations and the way that these lines are interacting is so distinctly these characters and that's that's why it doesn't feel forced that it goes on that long it's like literally this is actually how that would go down 
Exactly. Right. And it's it's an exp- it, it just has all the same like rhythms and beats of like when they're debating like L Street and the Red Door or when they're mm-hmm. debating uh I I'm Jeff Winger's dumb gay dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it, it just has all the same like beautiful oh, God. beautiful idiot energy like fighting <laughs> with each other just uh, lovely dumbasses oh uh, my favorite dumb-dums my, <laughs> my sexy morons my sexy moron oh just a hot idiot uh, <laughs> a bimbo and a himbo baby oh <laughs> uh, and i love it i uh, i wouldn't consider jeff a himbo or britta a bimbo no himbos have to be nice thor himbos, thor is master himbo absolutely 100 mcu thor master complete himbo. is is uh, himbo supreme yeah. yeah ryan gosling bradley cooper nice guy energy those guys have mean guy energy. <laughs> you think Ryan Gosling has mean guy energy? I don't trust Ryan Gosling. I don't know if he comes across as mean, but I definitely don't trust him. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't trust Ryan Gosling one iota. I think he's a great actor. That's true. I really like watching the man work. I like watching like, him avoid cereal. <laughs> yeah, um, Caleb, you I don't like... remember that meme from a few years back, or two years back, or a year back? Oh yeah, him hitting it out. The guy there. just holding That's a thing of cereal. Really good. One of the best. <laughs> It's really good. I like watching him yell at kids in the nice guys. I like watching him turn to camera and talk about how stocks work. You know, I like these things yeah. when they happen. Uh, but do I think he would be nice Wait, to Bradley me? Wait, Bradley Cooper? Why Bradley Cooper too? Bradley Cooper, I, when I, it's so funny. When I think of Bradley Cooper, somehow the first thing I think of is Rocket Raccoon. Don't say anything, Kevin. I know you're going to make it. No, it, it's a great performance. It's a, it's a great the, yeah. performance. Can, we can talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Anytime you want. <laughs> Caleb's like, I can't fucking stand you. <laughs> Understood. No, uh, the only reason okay. I said Bradley Cooper is because there's a really great I just bit in the Between Two Ferns movie. <laughs> there's a great but, uh, bit in the Between Two Ferns movie where Ryan Gosling's talking, or sorry, Zach Galifianakis is talking to John Hamm and talks uh-huh. about The Star is Born. It was like it was written and directed by and acted by mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Um, do you think his success will pave the way for other beautiful idiots? <laughs> uh, and it's incredibly fun. No, he is beautiful, and I guess he, I, I guess you know, he is beautiful. I think the secret to Bradley Cooper is that no matter what performance he's giving, there's a chance that he's playing Satan. There's just something <laughs> in the back of your head when you're watching him that you're like, he does have that kind of I like my charming devil. Southern gentleman that you're not sure you can trust kind of he, vibe. This guy, like when you're watching a star is born, I'm like, I'm really into this performance. You know, I think this is a really well done movie. This guy might be Satan. Yeah. Could be the devil. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wedding crashers. Doesn't matter. Like Brett, he might be. The oh my God. Uh, Troy's a himbo. Hundred percent. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Troy is the himbo yeah. of the community. Hey, girl. Yes. How you, hey, you live in? Live. <laughs> He's a fucking. Yeah. Did you know that Gogurt is just yogurt? <laughs> <laughs> or when he walks up to Jeff, uh, who does he walk up to? Does He's that got mean... that girl piggybacking on his back. And Where's like, the cleanest the restroom? Nice <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good news, guys. I spent all my money. Does that make Annie the bimbo? Good news. No. No? No, I don't. I I mean, okay. There has been, to be fair, there has been a contemporary reclaiming of the word bimbo. 
Oh, okay. That's good. I Because I've, I, I'm still only used to it in, like, a pejorative. pejorative. Which is funny, because um, it used to only be men. I don't know if you know the history of bimbo. It was Italian. I didn't. It's Italian for baby boy. Bambino? Bimbo. Yeah, it was, like, Italian slang for a baby boy. And then it became, Bambino. like, this thing. And then it was used to describe mostly men. And then at some point it became gender neutral. And then it stopped being used mostly in pop culture and in societal language and then it came back and it skewed mostly towards women and it became a lot more negatively connotated uh and yes. then it became you know bimbo of the of the 80s 90s blah 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 and then that led to the himbos of the 80s 90s george of the jungle etc 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 and then uh now we've got mm. like a bunch of tiktok youth um kind of reclaiming uh. That right. you can the, be the bimboification of our of our youth, yes, of the of the kids of today. Yeah, that, I'll take that kidding. verb. I'll take um, that. It's, describing something's bimboification is like internet slang. I won't <laughs> take the time to to um, explain it now. If there is a bimbo in the group, it is Britta. Is well, I thought you were about being... to say out of all of us, which it's totally me. Oh yeah. I mean, like, no. <laughs> like it's not even a question. I am. The uh, well, it's not the married guy. <laughs> <laughs> no offense uh you're not the bimbo daddy host no i get it he's like i got two uh, kids baby it's fine uh i can move on uh but yeah if <laughs> if there is a bimbo it's britta is being nice a prerequisite for being a bimbo in the same way that it is for being a himbo because britta's not nice in the contemporary not- <laughs> sense of it no that's why i would say annie's probably but is bimbo. promiscuity a prerequisite for being a bimbo let's break down <laughs> bimbo definitions let's not i have I'll, i will be right back i have to go do something <laughs> bye-bye bye oh man ah shit you know, all right so we what lost... are your problems with jace let's list them while they're gone <laughs> yeah let's just Fucking run sh- through the list shit so they talk can't defend them. themselves yeah it's perfect perfect while they're away yeah, it's perfect this is the perfect. This is what place. i imagine will happen if i'm ever not here for a recording of something <laughs> just be like this freak ass man <laughs> this this rolodex of movie releases listen i let again don't it's fun i can do the same thing for games don't, don't hate don't, these don't movies be. i know what year they all came out i just right i just you know sometimes i get a little bored that's all yeah sometimes <laughs> i uh just need to figure the last three out. have kind of left sort of like a bad taste in my mouth and i'm like so yeah. i'm not psyched for the next one but they can sure. prove me wrong because they're yeah. putting out so many that, yeah like, they've they, got they have chances it's a shotgun, to prove so yeah by the, the like just probability based alone like you'll like some of them will one. probably be good you know? yeah, like some will be okay yeah there's uh yeah exactly and some of them i'll be like oh that was really good and some of them i'll leave and i'll be like oh well <laughs> get them next time <laughs> <laughs> can't win them all can't win them all yeah exactly. uh exactly. yeah uh precisely uh but this the, 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 this is troy's last episode you know i yep. i i make a point as our as our host to uh uh you know our, our first host we are all of course three hosts uh right. but i i try to make it one of my duties to talk about when it is someone's last episode and obviously this is troy's last episode and yeah. there were two ways that you could do an episode like this where you know you are like saying goodbye to a character and it's not even like the last episode right like i didn't even get this far in the office but like for michael's last episode it's a it's a all Michael episode, right? It's like very Michael centric. I have to yeah, imagine. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's it, is. Like, it is. It's the Michael show starring Michael. And then they do like three more episodes that season. But uh, the, they're like the last episode for that character was a big send off for that character. And this is obviously a send off right. for Troy, but like it's also just as much about Britta how, and Abed. Yeah. How are they dealing with him leaving? It's. It makes I think so it's the much right sense. way to go. Yeah, it makes so much. Yeah. Well, you have a show that is literally about the concept of community. Huh. Mm-hmm. Go figure. You're gonna. It makes sense to look at when something large like this happens. Its impact on the community. Right. It just makes sense. Yeah, and right. we, we all love Troy, but we have to make eight more episodes this season, and in theory, another season without Troy. So, like, we need to build a livable framework for the rest of this season and the characters as they stand in the absence of this. And it it makes the episode very relatable, I think, to a lot of people. Because while I've never personally, like, left a group to go make millions of dollars circumnavigating the globe, I have <laughs> been a part of a group of friends that has lost someone for one reason or another Mm -hmm. and it's happened many times you know there's a falling out or someone moves or other things might happen anything could happen um and this like is it hits a very strong spot because at times i've been the abed in that situation and at times i've been the brita uh (laughs) and and it just it it really strikes a chord with me that it might not if it was just the troy show starring troy and then Troy. I also I also really like that rather than I think I think the office also does a pretty good job with Scott's last episode because mm-hmm. like it's kind of a surprise. No, it's not even kind of, it's completely a surprise. Like you know he's leaving soon, but you don't think it's this episode. And then it is, and it's like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, back to this. Like I, I like this episode a lot because rather than doing what I've seen other shows do, which is like some big extravaganza that's a celebration of the character yeah it's not focused on troy hardly at all though it is obviously it is but it's also more focused on like britta really trying to help abed figure out how to deal with this and abed very much not wanting to deal with it Mm -hmm. which is it feels just what it just feels like what the show should do right because like you could have had an episode where everyone's like celebrating and having a fair a goodbye party, but it makes more sense for this weird ass group of people to do something weird as fuck. And I love Absolutely. that they brought it fantastical too. I mean, like, there's it's and they introduce it so well. They kind of poke fun at the fact they're gonna go fantastical at the very beginning when when you know Britta's like, it's really easy when stuff like this happens for us to default into the frivolity of it all. And then there's an announcement, and they're like, oh, I love these. And it's like, no, you don't, though. <laughs> Canonically, y'all hate announcements. For every season, you hate these. And it's just a fun little... It's just really fun to be like, this is not... Something is fantastically incorrect right now. Um, yeah, you're all working in defiance of something that we are all... You're all, you're, you're all already living in a fantasy, so let's... Yeah actually do it you're working a little too hard to make the funeral like a like a a sunny environment yes you're you're working a little too hard at if that is something because i think people standing around and laughing at a funeral is a perfectly like natural experience for the living to whether or not they're talking about the deceased like sharing in that communal space Uh but like 
mate being like, well, they wouldn't want us to cry. I'm like, well, people are going to fucking cry at a few. Like, we can't work so hard. Yeah, you can't do that. I do also think it's a fun, there is a fun little uh, notion that's said in one of the lines. This is a bit of a a departure. Uh, But off the album, putting the days to bed. What? (laughs) No, they can't do that anymore. That was just for daddy. Yeah, I got it. Don't worry. All right, I'm just going to pretend everything's okay. Um, uh-huh. It's a my brother, my brother, and me oh, thing. Okay, that she would why. no longer get yeah, if you started listening about. to them because they no longer use that song. Right. Because John Roderick in the Long Winters is Bean Dad. Yeah, Bean which Dad. Is another you thing you dad. might not get. I, we talked about that. We talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. there is a line. <laughs> there's a line that Britta says. He's for because she says something like, and he's going to be off for a year, maybe more. And it kind of implies. We don't know if we're coming back for another season, and we don't know if and Donald we don't know if Donald's us. coming back for it. So we're kind of covering our bases of we could come back. Maybe it's going to be taking longer than a year. We also don't know if uh, if Troy's going to come back. Um, right, and he uh, obviously, I think the door was open for him if he wanted to return. They asked him to return for the series finality, and he said no. He just he just said no. I don't I don't want to do that. Well, he was he, um, his career was peaking right then, and it was on Yahoo streaming, and he was probably like, "This is this is not within where <laughs> this isn't within a smart uh, persona move for me." That it, it childish does not go to Yahoo screen. <laughs> it, it didn't make sense. It, it was a backward move for him, and that wouldn't have been a smart move for him, you know, or whatever you want to call it. If sure. they were to do a movie at this point. Now that he's released his quote last album or whatever, whatever, and he's got his own TV show, TV is back in the world that he's in. He's done the live stream Zoom reading thing that they've done. It's more within his bag, I would say, to do it. the The live stream was the think- first time in like seven years that he was even willing to say like, "Yeah, I would do a movie." That was like the first time it, since he had left the show that he was ever said yes instead of no i mean he basically. to be fair he got the butt of the chevy trauma he did i i'm not blaming no I, I'm, I don't think you are either but uh, i you know i'm just thinking because like as disappointing as it is to be like damn i wanted more troy you look at it and you're like that guy went through some shit on that set you yeah. know and it's totally yeah. fair for him to like i got a dip i've got my own fucking vibe i am my own person i'm bigger than this He's also Bottom about lover. to do fucking Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Phoebe Waller Bridge. Oh. So like, oh. they're redoing Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's a yeah Amazon it's TV a, show with an Donald show. Glover. And That's gonna Phoebe be Waller Bridge. The best. That's going to be yeah, the be best. Oh my yeah, god! It's be, uh, and just it's everything I like. Here's so here's my question because if if I could get my if I could get my way with this, the movie would be. You know, would have Donald in it, right? So the question there then becomes: Would out of these two scenarios, which do you think is the more likely? I'm not saying that these are the only options, but out of the two scenarios I'm about to propose, which is more likely? One, uh, Troy comes back several years later from his trip around the world. A lot of shit has gone down. He has seen some some crazy stuff around the globe. The trip kept getting extended due to constant hardships on the open seas of the world um and it takes place current and it's troy finally getting back having getting all this fortune and then getting the study group back together 
and they all have a party now that he has millions of dollars? Or do you think it would be more likely if they filmed a movie that took place a few years in the past so that it actually was like a two-year trip and he came back like a year after the conclusion of Community, the TV show. It's just they made the movie like how many years now? Six years later? Holy shit. Is it six? Uh, yeah, we are. We are, in fact, almost exactly six years since uh, Community aired its its last yeah. episode. So, like, see, it's interesting because I have a hard time seeing Donald Glover doing Goofy on the level of Troy again. But he would need to because he's so worldly now. Troy has grown up as an individual by himself. He can come back and make Troy a totally new character with, with as like, because the whole thing was he was like, I'm, I want you to travel the world and become a man. Boom. He gets to come back and the movie, character. Do you think the movie works with... Like, Troy coming back as a new character almost feels like more than... I, I just want the I just want the gang back together. Which is why I can't But how would you integrate the movie, new characters with the old characters? Which is why I can't envision a movie. Because everyone's gotten a lot older and changed... Oh, I've got it. Yes, here's how it goes. Troy and Abed are the B-plot, and it's Abed going, I haven't heard from Troy yet. He must be back. And Abed, Abed has a tracker inside Troy. Abed tracks Troy because he realizes that Troy has stopped moving, and he goes to see what's going on with that, and it is, and it is, the whole movie is, Abed trying to rekindle this relationship with someone that has gone through a bunch of changes. And we uh, we get some of that goofy Donald, but we still get new Donald. We get the best of both worlds. Simultaneously, we've got another plot going on. I couldn't care less about the other people. I just want a Troy and Abed spinoff movie. That's what I want. Right. Wow. What if Troy and Abed did... Nope, never mind. That's not... <laughs> what if Troy and Abed joined the Fast and Furious family? Here's my right? idea for they a movie, ready? part of the family. Think Cheech and Chong, but Troy and Abed. <laughs> That'd be a bad movie. That'd be bad. They're not... That's a terrible That's a, movie. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, uh, you had that coming. Uh... No, I, I saw it coming, too. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I like how they build a structure with this episode that they can then mine for material certainly for the rest of this season uh and in several some episodes like completely head on like addressing the troy is missing of it all and how that specifically affects abed um and and it's it's a a better framework for sustainable television making than it is a send-off for the character troy because he is the only of our main cast that gets a proper send-off episode. Yeah, they said, fuck you, uh, Chevy. <laughs> yeah, they said, fuck you, Chevy. Um, Wait, hold on. Chevy gets a whole episode. It's just he's not delivered it. by Walton Goggins. It. It's about how no, he I, yeah, jerked yeah. himself off to death. Uh, but you're right. Right before this, he did get a, 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 a somewhat of a send-off episode, a closing of that loop. Um, surely, and part of this is just due to surely dropping out of the show between seasons where there wasn't like how you can't send her off now um she has a little she cameo later on yeah she gets a little she gets a little end tag at the end of the first episode and then she gets a, a cameo basically in in the series finale um but 
it's just you know it was it's this is the only time that we get to see a true like community send-off episode that features one of our main actors Mm -hmm. and it was just interesting to see how they do it i'm i am thinking back first of all i i I love the way that they handled it too because it really they really do kind of do that thing that we love about community where you do kind of you have an emotional emotional moment there's this very there's a very real emotional connection that they really know how to tap into you said the 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 something of it all and my brain immediately went to the jeff and annie of it all right which is the whole theme that they played with (laughs) through the entire time and i realized the atmosphere of would they might they yeah i'm realizing that this (laughs) how dare you this actually (laughs) has one of my favorite jeff and annie bits and it's super subtle and it's when Annie grabs Jeff's binoculars and uses them. And Jeff just kind of leans and lets her do it. That, to me, I, I can't explain it in, like, words, but that moment right there is exactly what their relationship is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. not quite platonic, but it's not quite sexual. That doesn't make me go, what is this? It just, it's, they just kind of coexist, they cohabitate well. I, yeah, I, I, they, I mean, they do have a rapport. Like those actors and those characters, they have a rapport. They have a dynamic. They've produced many great episodes where they do oh, capers yeah. together. Yeah. Um, they've also produced some episodes that make me want to crawl out of my skin, where they address like the sexuality. <laughs> doop doop boop sex. No, that makes me want to crawl into heaven because it's so good. Um, <laughs> I, that seems incredible. I'm referring more to like the couch conversation at the end of the Model UN episode where he like calls her kiddo a bunch and like puts it all out there. And I'm like, I wish I was in the sea with concrete shoes. I wish I was gay. I would like uh, to be in the boiling lava. I'd like to be. Also, come sail away as the send-off the song. Sun. What is that? Come sail away as the send-off song inspired. It's, it's so good. beautiful. It's so good. And, and that they couldn't. It's a perfect cap on one a joke from season one uh but but two it's very relevant what's to what's happening season one uh why am i crying did i accidentally listen to come sail away by sticks again yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, why did you make troy southern <laughs> because that's what that's how donald that's how delivers says these lines yeah uh sticks again also isn't donald from like georgia <laughs> i think he yeah. is southern uh atlanta from atlanta anyone huh whoa um, atlanta yeah, I can't wait for another season of that shit. Holy fuck. I need to catch up. Uh, yes, I haven't do. seen all of it. I need to rewatch uh, that. That's a great fucking show. Absolutely. Thank you. I didn't finish the first season. Wow. I just do it. I was I got busy and did something yeah, else. That's what happened to me with season two. Yeah. Caleb, you had a child. <laughs> you had a ute. I mean, I didn't start it when it came out either. <laughs> the baby? Like, I wasn't. No, the fuck <laughs> off. I started that baby. <laughs> No, I didn't start that show around a child being born. Yeah. Also, starting a show around a child being born is the best time. Because you don't... Newborn babies... I'm, let me get this out the door for people that have kids. And there are listeners of ours who have kids that will also agree with me. It's certainly true. Newborn babies are like loud boxes of meat and bones. <laughs> they don't do anything. Ah, okay. And if you, if you pour a little food in them and then empty them out later when they're... <laughs> when they're done that's all they do that's all they do Uh uh-huh like the thing that gets tricky is when your baby starts to be a self 
locomotive being. Oh, that's and you put up. it down, and then you're like, oh god, <laughs> where did he go? Thing that goes <laughs> anyway. Oh no, wild. it ran away. <laughs> Yeah, but like the oh, first no. four to five months of a baby's life is like, I just got to move you from the the swing to the bouncy chair, put to you the in, floor mat, put you in baby jail for a little while. <laughs> pick you up for a, yeah, you can throw them in baby jail. It's it, and it's not even yeah, a punishment for them. No, they love it. No, they love they it. Love no, they love it. <laughs> um, they love yeah, it. no, it's it's uh, it's it's great. Anyway, Atlanta, check it out. Uh, I also love that this show still does not have the music budget to license sticks, so they it was cheaper to pay AB Man to make a cover. <laughs> I, but right. still, I think the cover fits probably it's better beautiful. than the original would have. And they've used Amy Man on the show before. It just works. Um, it just works. It just works. It just works. The damn thing just okay. works. Restriction um, is quite the. Uh, the some other invention yeah it yeah exactly like uh, sometimes something having an infinite budget is actually detrimental to the creativity that right. you can yeah. put on display yeah. um yeah uh, uh the primary example of this that everyone would be familiar with is that the end of the original star wars was supposed to have a space station fight and a planet fight happening simultaneously and they couldn't afford to do that so they turned the space station and the planet into one thing which is called the death star and it's kind of iconic uh people yeah. seem to like it a lot uh anyway oh that old uh, thing yeah yeah that old oh this old chestnut well now they've done like six <laughs> this old chestnut. no one cares anymore but uh there was a time where they reused cool. a bunch of they reused a bunch of footage that they cut out of return of jedi huh. yeah they stuck it in uh rogue one huh. yeah. the entire wing of x-wing the entire wing of fighters in rogue one that's blue company um blue squadron sorry um, is actual footage from the original trilogy, but they couldn't use Blue Squadron on Endor because the blue and green was too. It didn't work, so they they took them out. Whoa! Hmm. Like they couldn't green screen pilots flying over a forest planet because the blue was too close to the green they were using for their chroma key or something like that. Mm. Um, so yeah, watch Rogue One again. A bunch of the pilots that are flying over Scarif at the end of that movie are actually the the same pilots from the original trilogy because they reused a bunch of footage. It's fucking awesome. Wow. Anyway. Sick as hell. Uh, let's get to our ranking, shall we? Why is it uh, called Planet Wars? They never visit a star. Not one episode. <laughs> I mean, as a, it takes place amongst the stars. Wow. Daddy host missed the reference this time. It's Troy's line. I'm dejected now. So this, it's, it's, it's Troy's line in the end tag we're about to rank. But I also know that Daddy Host is not always is not always able to rewatch these episodes before recording. That's fair. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Because or I watch them. Here's the here's my biggest problem is like I will watch them. I will watch next week's episode for this podcast tomorrow. Yeah. And, and then, then I'll watch changed. every other episode of Community between tomorrow and next week when we record. And it just becomes a big pool of yeah. For whatever reason, I double featured soup. Community soup. Uh, That uh, 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 for some reason I double featured this episode with the series finale, Um, and it felt it just felt right. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Holds up. Good episode. Can't wait to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The last thing we ever do. Uh, So the ranking of this episode. uh, Questions for Lavar Burton. This one is cute. This one's cute. It's heartwarming. It's funny. 
It's not I, super memorable though. No. I always forget about it. Yeah. Uh, what's a best boy do? Saw it in the credits. <laughs> That's a great line. That's a good one. Um, so uh, in the date with Secret Service territory of like cute, but not like overwhelming. Yeah. Not quite horse spot um, three thousand. New. Um, oh, Is Troy it not better off slut? to Dream Lane. Slut. Mm-hmm. I like this one as a payoff for the Lavar. Yeah. Yeah, I could put it above Slut. Mm-hmm. I would put uh, it above Puppy Parade too, actually. I, uh, this is the right zone for me. Uh, Daddy Host, how you feel? I think it's funnier than Bert and Ernie. I still don't think it's funnier than Slut. Wow. Right, so that's one vote beneath Slut. Uh, I would. Hmm. So you're bottoming. I would actually. Is it, what, a, top, is it now, a top? Now I want to put man. it below Bert and Ernie. I don't know what my brain's doing. I I'm fine with below Bert and Ernie. That that works for me. Right? Is it a is it above flagpole voicemail or? Yeah. Is it above how you live in? Yes. Let's scratch it off. Throw it all away. We have to start over. <laughs> yeah. I'm Jesus. Well, okay. Because there's a thing you that happens. I'm Jesus. Not yeah, I'm not Jesus. like the, I I'm, I'm dot 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 Jesus. There's this, there's this thing that happens a lot with these end tag rankings where we only remember like one bit of it and it's actually like not that great but then there's just like this one singular line like slut like how you live in it's usually a Donald Glover line that like makes it stick out in our brains more than I think more worthy ones mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah sure I, I, let's put it let's flag I say beneath Burton Ernie. <laughs> I'm Where okay Frank Oz and Jim Henson. I'm okay it. with that. Okay. Um, questions for Lavar. Now this gonna be fun. Oh, goes goes so high up. Is it? All right. So number ten is basic intergluteal numismatics. I the think this bandit episode. I would be inclined to agree. I think it's better than Modern Warfare too. Paradigms of human memory. I, mm. It's the fake flashback episode. That's yeah. that's a tough one for me. And I love this episode. Obviously, we're talking about right. it in the top 10. I, but I also think it... I don't know how I feel about it compared to Paradigms of Human Memory, but I like it more than A Fistful of Paintballs. I don't think I do. All right, fine. No. Well, then, um, so my Fistful vote is, is above modern above modern warfare, and I will let you two go above from there. Above modern warfare, so at least the new number nine, mm-hmm. in Jace's opinion. Daddy Huss, you've yet to weigh in. It's tough because, like, a lot of the time we go through and look at the ranking, my brain is like, which one will I go to and watch mm-hmm. more often? That's a good unprompted, right? One. And I avoid this episode because it's so fucking sad, but that doesn't mean it's not good. It is sad. But how often do you think of um, this episode? Because I think thinking of this episode would be that same kind of metric. No, I do I do my best to not think about it. Because it's so big. sad. Because it's a huge fucking bummer. And I think it's a it's a big shift in the show. It's obviously a big shift in the show. Right. Um, um, this is some of the last genre parody we get on the show, yeah. honestly. Because by the time you get to season six, they're like barely doing it. Right. It's still like pop culture conscious, but like there's only like one homage in the uh, final see, season in the true sense. Modern Warfare for me is better than this episode. I think every time mm-hmm. because there's just so much that happens in that episode that is both like new 
for what you were expecting out of the show at the time mm-hmm. and also just fresh in terms of like what shows did do still do to this day mm-hmm. uh and it's just packed full of really good moments that you didn't know that you wanted out of a comedy like troy seeing jeff the first time and being like you son, of, son a bitch, of a bitch and hugging him like that shit's amazing um the fucking glee club singing fucking covers in the trees like some original like, songs this shit's great i i think this is number 10 for me i do think like, this is better than the ash crack bandit but i don't think it beats modern warfare for me ah so one for be- above and one for below which means i am the admonious tie yes you are you are the one that has to decide i am the decider are you not entertained? The because this is obviously a great episode, and often when I'm considering a, one episode versus Modern Warfare, I take into account how much I love Modern Warfare, but how much that episode is not a true ensemble piece because a lot of our main characters are taken out of the the fray pretty early in Modern Warfare, like. Like Annie and Pierce and and Troy especially just go out so quick in Modern Warfare. Um, And often I will then detriment Modern Warfare because like Fistful of Paintballs is a better ensemble piece. Everyone has more to do in that episode or, Mm. or something like that. And this episode honestly kind of has a similar problem of like, uh, you know, Jeff gets to go out well, but like, Annie's taken out pretty unceremoniously. Uh, Shirley just sort of disappears. I don't even think we ever like see her <laughs> hit the lava. As I love Shirley Island, but like that's not something this episode takes a moment to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just imagining Yvette Nicole Brown being like, I'm not getting on the floor. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting down there. Um, I'm going home, Britta. It's. Uh, I'm going home. <laughs> No, I'm going home. Can you help me out? The arc of Shirley in these genre episodes where like previously she would not want to miss her son's birthday. Now she is skipping her son's birthday to play Flores Lava um, to send off. To send Wait, off does that mean that more than one of these pastiche episodes has happened on the same day of the same of a different year? Um, I don't I think or is it the, the other, other one is not her son's. Uh, well, she does have three sons. I have three kids. Um, so it could it could be a different son. Um, Michael, Elijah, or Ben. Um, Look at you. Wow, thank you. Yeah, it's a mess up here. <laughs> um, I thought you were about to say it's a gift. And then you're no, basically like, it's, it's a, a curse. curse. Yeah. My gift, yeah. my curse. Who am I? I'm Spider Man. Uh, what? <laughs> it, that's the end of Spider Man 1. Mm, uh, yeah. And they the say that a hero can save Man. us. When he's walking out of that graveyard, it gets me. I'm God kills me. Um, I am going to have to agree with Daddy Host. I'm going to give the edge to Modern Warfare and nominate wow. Geothermal Escapism as our new number ten, which is I'll also you know, top. shit. Also, that's still top ten. Uh, that's still top ten. Right. Uh, but it is the number ten as much as I as much as I love this episode. S five. Hey, look at that! Season five hit the top ten. Uh, three times three if times. you count what was just picked out. Like three times we have ranked something. Wow. In 
what's uh, the uh, is, what's the math on that? I know you've been doing math things with these. Uh, three, I will two, two, be able to inform five you two. Um, while I am setting up math, uh, why don't uh, y'all talk about uh, your pluggable pluggables? Ah, yes, my uh, extension cords. <laughs> It's just a, a C C major add nine. Just really extend that chord. Get out of here. Uh Daddy Host, you wanna go? <laughs> uh yeah, sure I can go. Um I don't really have anything about me that I want to shout out, but um a friend of mine and uh, calling him a friend is a little difficult because it's been a long time since we've hung out with each other. Not because like anything happened, but like I went to college, we did grew apart, whatever. Uh but a good friend of mine from High school um, had a manic episode in his house on the 5th of March, and his mom called the police to have them help de-escalate. And I guess by de-escalate, they thought they should shoot him four times. Uh, so that's what they did. Um, he survived. Uh, he's in, been in the hospital since then. Uh, but the, 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 the police department did charge him with felony fucking assault for getting shot in his own house. Um, yeah, so the family has been released, I guess, by the police to talk about it, which is also fucked. Because this happened like March 5th. This happened two months ago, and they haven't been able to talk about it publicly until now. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that happened in Illinois. Um, if you go, if you look up the hashtag speak out for Gregory, it's it should pop up. Um, but also they're asking for people to donate money to help with legal fees and medical bills. Mm-hmm at paypal.me slash speak out for Gregory. Um, you can follow him on Facebook. Also by searching speak out for Gregory. Um, yeah, just, you know, it's fucking weird. I like went through all of last year and all of the shit that happened and talked to my dad like a month and a half ago and was like, our family didn't have to deal with COVID with anybody close to us. And then, like, thinking for over the past seven years of fucking police brutality, I've been, like, I've been very fortunate to not know anyone that that's happened to. Uh, and then in the span of a month, I had an aunt die from COVID and a friend get shot by the police who were answering a mental health call. So, like, it's been a, it's been a fucking month, y'all. <laughs> um, but that's my only shout out. None of the stuff that I'm doing is as important as that, so... Thank you. Yeah, I don't have anything to add. Uh, just, uh, just blast that, uh, blast that hashtag. Uh, I actually just, just now, uh, uh, retweeted. I'm gonna actually go ahead and uh, pin it as well. Um, just a tweet that has the hashtag and also just has a few graphics that actually um, Caleb sent to us a day or two ago. Uh, when mm-hmm. you, I believe you were first like kind of finding out about this, um, yeah, last night, yeah, Ugh, last night. Oof. Um, so yeah, so I just did that. I'm gonna go ahead and pin it to my um to my thing on the Twitter. I don't know how it fucking works. Um, and it has some resources for donating directly, and it's got some phone numbers that you can call. Um, yeah, I kind of. I don't have anything to add. I, want, I just want to kind of boost that up a little bit because that's super important. Um, yeah. A cab. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's right. And I'll I'll keep the the link and the graphics refreshed on our own uh, Twitter page as well. Um, if you're if you're a Twitter follower um, of the of the Greendale three account, because um, it's uh, it's horrible every time, and it's especially horrible if it hits close to home. And and we want to to help people where we can, um, and and boost. Um, those voices um, above our own. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, to Jace, if you're still curious, mm-hmm. um, currently the rankings, season t- uh, five is number two in the end tags ranking. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of splitting that difference between two and three pretty evenly. Um, and I actually think its chances are only going to improve as the season goes on because there's a mm-hmm. lot of bizarre <laughs> end tags um waiting for us and it uh maintains the number one slot of for episode rankings uh increasing its current lead above two does season two no five. Oh, five is now five God, is now is crazy because it think... has three in the top 11 and it also has far fewer episodes <laughs> and it only has five total episodes right now that yeah. number is going to fluctuate as we get to some episodes but later still the like i mean because when you've got so many episodes um just when you've got that so many episodes in a season uh and you've got a bunch that aren't all the way at the top it's gonna just effectively by average is you know it's gonna bring that number down i'd be interested in actually since it's not the same uh number set Oh, I, I, my math brain is like, what other, um, like, uh, ways of measuring it would be, what would it look like if we not only was, if it wasn't just like the mean, but it was also the median and the mode and like, you know what I mean? Math. math. Yeah. I have, I'm curious. I want a full, I want a full, I want a full statistical breakdown of these, these definitive rankings god maybe that'll be when we finish the show we'll um we'll we'll do a special about the about the rankings kev just needs to build a spreadsheet an excel do an excel spreadsheet take a screenshot of all the the pdfs and then post them all on twitter and listen to the sad uh, dean french excel (laughs) wait the sad dean excel if someone were to teach me excel It's uh, when remember when the dean's sitting outside the study room crying because he tried to get Jeff to you don't remember this at all. I, I, it sounds like vaguely French, familiar, I don't know why. <laughs> sorrowful French ditty over, <laughs> I mean, over it checks dean out, dean it's totally within like I see it happening, Absolutely. but I don't remember it. Okay, yep. well, there you go. Um, so that's that's where that stands. Uh, yeah, I'm very curious to see how all of this. It's going to shake out. Um, let's see. Stay tuned for the rest of this episode. I have an interview with the two hosts of the Bitter Jurors uh, podcast, uh, which is usually about Survivor, but is about Avatar uh, right now. They just wrapped oh. up Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh. Uh, I watched two and a half seasons of Avatar in about two weeks so that I could guest oh, on the finale gosh. episode because I had never seen it it's before. It's all very good. Uh, you know, pretty good little it's show. So good. Uh, Azula did nothing wrong. Azula Hive rise up. Um, and so I had them on, you know, an A-plus episode deserves A-plus guests. Uh, and you can listen to them talk about this episode and then you can go over to their podcast and hear me talk about Avatar two times. 
both times I had never seen it before and was catching up in a binge watch to talk about it on a podcast. Um, I'm a dedicated podcast guest. Um, and a podcast? Uh, podcast. Uh, and we will podcast. We'll be back uh, next week with... Uh, okay, so I know we were talking about taking these uh, last two seasons a little slow. I say we double up these next two because uh, they're a little light on the stuff to talk about front. Not that we don't know how to bullshit, uh, but I think it would be... <laughs> not that we can't fill 20 minutes of time with Star Wars and Marvel. Yeah, but I think it would be a good uh, time to, to double up to cover episodes six and seven back to back if that works for y'all i'm down to clown let's do it yeah sure all right phenomenal and then we won't probably do that again until the finale of this season which is a two-part uh finale so that would make sense to double that up How are gonna rank uh, a two-parter i don't separately like the other two parts that makes me upset. uh sorry <laughs> Kev was, was like we did this already that we, way we've done it actually uh two previous times so <laughs> and um, it upset me both of those times as well what is fair. You can still protest. So much you blocked it out of your memory. I did. The I forgot all about it. Has been set. Uh, <laughs> the precedent has been set. The court acknowledges. Uh, we will be back next week with a double header. But until then, baseball. Fuck content. Make art. Ooh. And pop 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 I got pretty far that time. You want me to be? You want to be yeah, happy you for you? Dick. Piece of shit, <laughs> bimbo trash. Me. Well, I like in media res because I feel like I'm, I just, I love being in media, just like I'm present in the media space. Res, no res, you know, it doesn't matter. I just love to be in media, however, however I can. Well, my thing is that I love high res. Like, I feel like when I'm playing video games, I'm looking for characters who are not going to take a lot of damage from magical attacks. And that's sort of where I come in on the high res to low res spectrum. I was thinking high resolution or like resurrection. I bet that my character would be pretty high resurrection. Exactly. And hopefully with like an HD model, lots of polygons going on. Absolutely. What would high resurrection entail? Because I understand the other two fairly well. Is that high chance of being resurrected? Probably like a ninth level spell slot. Oh, I see. You get one per day, ninth level spell slot. You got to use <laughs> yeah. that wisely. Yeah. Um, or like you're being resurrected onto a higher plane of existence or like a better body. <laughs> Interesting. That'd be a fun mechanic is like you can resurrect another player, but they are like on a different level to you. 
Um, so it's like absolutely useless to everyone who's still down <laughs> on the other level. It's a, it's a, it's a story uh, progression as opposed to anything mechanically helpful. Exactly. Like when we learned that Cordelia was becoming a higher being, we're like, okay, that doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> I mean, to it, me. it, what it means is that Joss Whedon hates women is what True. it actually means. But there is a different spell in D&D called reincarnation where you do bring back someone's spirit, but you roll on a random table to make them be a different race. Oh. And that has just many troubling implications that uh, unfortunately, you know, comic books over the years have decided to dive headfirst into over and over again with with little consideration for the for the implications. Well, well I guess that... I meant like Drew, I mean, elf to dragonborn, not like, like white ethnicity. Black. Right. Yeah. The D&D term could, of race. I suppose it could <laughs> happen that way. I mean, isn't that Psylocke's whole deal? Yeah. Psylocke's whole deal uh, in in Claremont's de Demon Bear saga, uh, of course, two characters are transformed into uh, Native Americans. Oh, uh, perfect. Yeah, and of course, yeah, Psylocke's whole deal, where originally it was just like her body transformed and then some writers vastly misunderstood that and wrote some stories that they later had to retcon because none of it made any sense so now they're two separate people the white british betsy betsy braddock and the asian uh body quanon that she used to occupy are now two complete separate beings with different identities uh, uh, I the hope implications they're of that are fucked everyone mm. wants them to date i <laughs> very much wish they would kiss that's well, the, that's yeah. my thing like who doesn't want to fuck their clone? Exactly. And then I realized, I realized on the, I, I was listening to a different podcast discuss what they would do if they had a clone and they were all straight people and none of them even brought it up. And I was like, oh, this isn't something that they think about. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a universal experience. Right. Well, that's a great, I mean, there's literally clones in this very episode that we're discussing. That's wow. If I was so. looking for a transition, now would be the time. <laughs> but um, you're not. But I'm not, not interested uh, because we started talking about X-Men and I need to just, I get it out. Uh, but this is of course, advanced community studies, uh, the interview portion. Uh, and I am, I am thrilled to welcome two returning guests, but the first time that we're having them on together, I would like to welcome uh, the bitter jurors, Sam Stanish and Derek Raining. Hey. We're here. Welcome <laughs> back. And are you queer? That is the question. That, the answer to that question is yes. It is. Emphatically, yes. And we are here, in a sense. In a sense. And I am used to it. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, this is an A-list episode. And I had to get a pair of A-list guests. I had to get folks that have been down the weekly TV recap <laughs> road uh, and have emerged on the other side. Because uh, y'all just completed... Uh, with little help from yours truly, uh, your coverage of Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, uh, as of this recording, we just released our finale coverage, uh, and it's, it was quite a journey, and you're almost at the end of your current uh, podcast. I mean, so in a way, uh, closing in on the end of Community. Yeah, we have as much Community left as there is episodes in like one season of Avatar. You know, we're we're yeah. in that we're in that nice nestled zone, and we might kind of double up on a few of the you know, the <laughs> the ones where there's less to discuss. This one though, solo episode. You gotta you gotta devote your time 
do geothermal escapism. You got to put in the time. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. So I've had I've had you both on separately before. Uh, but, but let's let's talk a little bit about now, Sam, I remember last time you were on community was not uh, necessarily your bag baby. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that uh, is not, I don't I wouldn't say that I don't like it. But when we were first discussing this show, I actually was under the impression that I had never this episode that I had never seen it before. <laughs> uh, come to find out I watched it and I said, I have seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess I just am generally unfamiliar with how much of the show I've seen. And then when I was thinking it through, I was like, no, I definitely tried to watch it on Yahoo screen a couple of times. And I think I've seen through the first two episodes of the last season that I've never finished the show. Uh, but I wouldn't say the community's on my bag. I feel like it's just that there were a lot of other things in its area, in its zone that I was more engaged with. Yeah, I believe the discussion we've had is the for community Sam's context is like we're always talking about like the big four of that NBC block of uh, Office, Thirty Rock, Parks and Rec, Community, um, and for Sam, I think it's a it's a number four, right? I would put it as the fourth. I feel like it just has the least, even though it was it's right up my alley and I love it. It had the least impact on my myself and me. Interesting. I would, I, I think it's my number one of the four if we're ranking them. Um, definitely a big community head here. Absolutely. Yeah. If we're ranking the big four of NBC Mussy Thursdays, mm, you know, we're doing the post scrubs era here. Um, community number one for me, uh, then probably 30 rock number two. And then I, mm, mm, I'll go parks and then I'll go office. Uh, just because there's a lot of The Office that I do not care about and, and do not care to see um, beyond a certain point, even though everyone tells me it ends very well. It does, cosign. And I do think there are a lot of, it's, The Office has become sort of synonymous with a certain type of personality and like or lack thereof. of America. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think it's easy to bag on it when it's actually... There's a reason a lot of people really like it and it is really good. And even though it might be basic, uh, it's basic for a reason because it's a very funny show, but we're here to talk about community, <laughs> so it's fine. It's okay. Yes. This is not an office diss podcast. That's my next show where where we just uh, clown on the, I loved the office when it was on. I just haven't gone back. And then I had several roommates in a row that loved the office and were watching the office all day, every day. So that theme song has now just become a thing that wakes me up in the middle of the night. It's now, it has a bad Pavlovian like response from me. Yeah, and so. I don't want to go all office defender when it is number three on that list for me. And parts <laughs> two, 30 Rock number one. So uh, back to community, this is a great episode. Uh, I just right off the bat, I felt like in the moment when I was watching it throughout like the first two thirds of it, I was like, this is a very Abed focused Troy's last episode where when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, this is Troy's last episode. Thought it would be a lot more focused on him, but then they really brought it back around in the end. And like the final moments were all I really cared about of that emotional part of the episode anyway. So I think that they did a really, really great job. And especially because Abed is the most important character in Troy's character arc throughout the show. So it was very important to get how Ovid was feeling about Troy's last day. Yes, um, agreed. 
love this episode and i've i am famously a season five stan i i it might be i like go back and forth on whether it's my absolute favorite it's definitely like to me the holy trinity is one two and five uh for me and i just this is a fantastic episode because not only is it an abed episode it is also a brita episode big Um, time and i love it feels like um, kind of a return to form after like Britta's kind of divergence a little into her whole stuff. Like it's kind of a, a course correction in a way back into like wet blanket territory for Britta, which is always fun. Um, love a wet blanket. I can relate fully to that. <laughs> it's an experience I relate to very strongly. Right. We're kind of pulling her back into like a basic level of competence, which we had not seen from her in a long time. That <laughs> it's like, right if she really applies herself, she can like bridge the emotional gap between two uh, stunted nerd men that that refuse to acknowledge that something is over. Or she can basically win a game of the floor is lava across all of Greendale. Uh, Yeah, a really, really strong uh, Brita episode on top of all the the Troy and Abed business that we have. This season as a whole, because we went in knowing that Donald Glover was on his way out. They, there were two ways you could have gone with that, where you either go like all Troy, like you just get the most Troy out of these five episodes as you possibly can. They opt for the other route where it's really more about sowing seeds for the characters that will remain uh, while still giving Troy a a plenty good send off here in these last, these last couple episodes. Totally. And it makes a lot of sense to do that since like, if you you're just gonna pump the screen time full of Troy this into like for the first five episodes. Also, it feels very odd to have a five episode character arc and then the main character, one of the main characters, leaves after five episodes. It's such a weird number uh, to have happen like right at the very beginning of a season. Um, but I did like that they did this, and like I said before, like I my heart and like my I was getting uh, I was really just loving all of the final conversations he had right in a row. I think that they like nailed all of them perfectly. Yeah, agreed. Um, love that great final scene. Obviously, the big takeaway is the like um, callback to uh, "Why am I crying?" Is it because I listened to "Come Sail Away" by Sticks again? Like that's just, of course, that's a perfect encapsulation of this show's humor. Um, like it, that whole final sequence felt very season one to me because back in season one they had the budget for these random uh, licensed songs. Um, so I mean, obviously, it wasn't by Sticks themselves, but. Uh, yeah, they couldn't yeah. afford the Sticks version still. No. It's it's so weird to watch early Community where every episode ends with like a needle drop and then watch like later Community where they obviously cannot afford it or they're like, okay, we've licensed Ants Marching by Dave Matthews Band, but we have to make, we have to use it every episode because <laughs> it's the <laughs> only song we can get, you know? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, so they got Amy Mann to cover it. The toast of the LA comedy scene, uh, <laughs> Amy Mann. <laughs> Uh, well, why would you license music if you could just play Greendale is where I belong? <laughs> it's exactly. like, the perfect I song. Guess so. So. By um, uh, Academy Award winning producer Ludwig uh, Goranson. Is that how you say his last name? Uh, I think it's Goranson, but I Goranson. do not pretend to be an expert on those right. Swedes. I don't, I don't know. Yes. Uh, well, infamous Childish Gambino collaborator, uh, in addition to doing the score for both Community and Black Panther. Um, love that for him. Absolutely. And Tenet, which I just watched over the weekend. Oh. Uh, saw Ludwig. I thought it was like, oh, this is Hans, right? You get to the end, it's Ludwig. He swerved on you. Um, what a king. 
What a Tenet key. does feel like a movie that they would do a community episode spoofing if it, if community was still running. Like I feel like it would be it's a very high concept episode like this floor is lava thing where they're like we're going back in time through doing this thing that we were doing in real time in reverse. Yes. But it's like many great community episodes Tenet is somehow like needlessly complex but also perfectly clear it's this weird like balance that i do not understand how it walks where it feels 10 times more complicated than it needs to be but somehow it still makes sense in the end absolutely yeah i love the <laughs> that's i think my favorite aspect of this episode is the way in which um the like character that is greendale community college like you just know you present $50,000 to this populace, they are instantly going to become a Mad Max style society with all this like lingo that presumably it's been like, what, two hours? Um, and they're already like establishing this brand new society, which I love. Um, and uh, like the big line that I took away from this episode was Britta's, um, fine, but I'm not gonna learn the new names for anything. And then even <laughs> she, like by the end of the episode is like talking about chair walkers and stuff. It's just classic Greendale. And, like they're building on like of course this is how Greendale reacts like we've seen this happen before um so they don't take like it takes like 10 seconds to establish why this is happening it's great and some people might say hey isn't this just another paintball episode and I would say and what's the problem with that <laughs> yeah and your point is like those are great I like when they do them uh yeah, that's something, uh, by the time you get to community season five, you need so little impetus for the school to erupt into chaos, right? Like the second episode of this season, they announced that A minuses are made up and the school riots instantly. Like they need no, <laughs> or, or meow meow beans uh, mm. later on this, this season, they get an app for like a day and then they've turned into like a Logan's Run scenario. Exactly. I'm surprised there was even the need for the $50,000 reward. You would think that someone would just announce <laughs> that the, there is a game of Flores Lava on uh, winners win bragging rights and this exact same thing would happen. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Although uh, I do, like, unlike the other people episodes, we do have uh, Hickey here, uh, who I think underrated character uh, I love that his son is getting gay married. Um, and I love that Britta <laughs> understands because she lived in New York. She gets it. The flowers the alone. Yeah, he's beautiful. They use He's perfectly suited for like a post-apocalyptic community scenario. Like, I'm so glad we got him in this one if we only get him in like one of these. Right. Yeah, um, he's a great action guy. Obviously, I only know him from this and Breaking Bad. So my impression of him is just like, you know, knifing people and killing other people. <laughs> That's basically right for his yeah. for his whole career. You know, like he has very small parts in Gremlins and, and Airplane. <laughs> like he's been around, but he just aged into this perfectly grumpy face. That is just like, it's the greatest gift an actor can get as they age. It's to just suddenly get all these wrinkles that everything you say seems so much more dramatic now. It's beautiful. It is. Um, well, uh, I also do want to give a shout out to Yvette Nicole Brown. Uh, instantly, <laughs> I, I love like the, the commitment that Shirley has in this episode too. <laughs> like she's talking differently. Like she has the cadence of like, she's running the Thunderdome. It's so fantastic. Like every time she speaks, it just cracks me up. And I love that she missed her son's birthday for this. 
And I like that she cares so much about the game that she cares about her legacy in the game where she's like, well, I don't know what I would say, but just make something cool up and tell them I said it. (laughs) Yeah, She needs a cool story. What an arc for Shirley between all these genre episodes where, you know, a few seasons ago, she's like, I want nothing more than to get home to my children. But by the time we get to season five, like she'll miss her son's birthday to be the queen (laughs) of Shirley Island, you know? the orb and we get a vicky shout out like this and um magnitude is british <laughs> yeah i love yeah i just uh this episode just reminded me how much i fucking love this show <laughs> like everything about this um and i think uh the reason i like season five really clicks for me is because this was like very post rick and morty um and that's also the show i feel like starts to become we always talk about 30 rock as like a live action cartoon i feel like this is when communities like becomes a live action cartoon uh too and like something about these last two seasons feel like just more rick and morty but with like actors instead of uh drawings (laughs) i did see on um twitter earlier i you know made the mistake of not just clicking through to a quote tweet, but also reading uh, comments to the tweet. And wow. I was, I, you retweeted that uh, community cartoon clip from maybe, from maybe this season or next season. Yeah, um, and some, someone replied like, what is this? LOL, like crying emoji, whatever. And then someone replied, it's from community. In the last two seasons, they really started branching out and doing different kinds of episodes like this. And people were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this from like the very beginning. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah sometimes <laughs> you see things on that internet and you're like what is going on yeah they used to do these really like um subtle understated um goodfellas via uh chicken fingers <laughs> stories but then they really branched out into gi joe um in the later seasons yeah when they were when they were doing a glee homage that was also like an invasion of the body snatcher style horror (laughs) spoof it was really subtle you had to like really pick it apart to catch those references uh but then they just literally licensed gi joe to do a gi joe episode uh yet yeah that's also the season season five forever i if anyone takes anything away from my appearance in this episode it's that season five is actually the best and you should all agree with me Everyone and agree. I'll co-sign him because I don't have strong opinions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, as as perhaps season six's greatest defender, uh, I will I will allow season five. I think the later seasons do not get their their due credit in on this online space. And I get it. You know, the energy changes. Uh, you get some cast members who are leaving. You lose a Donald. You lose an Yvette. You lose a Chevy, but I don't know if anybody's crying over that spilled milk. Mm-hmm. Um, then I get it. The you know the the vibe changes, and Yahoo especially, where they like didn't even have like set run times. Um, <laughs> they'll really let loose. But I don't. I I'm glad to to bring y'all on for some for some late season community love because there's a lot to love. Definitely, I feel like that's how people are about literally any single thing ever like they're all people will just be like their old albums were better like the first season is a classic blah 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 and it's like that's literally just because you've seen it the most amount of times like you have had more time with it and so you're able to rewatch it or re-listen to it more and more so you have like a greater story with yourself with it and so it's like I feel the same way about The Office like obviously eight and nine are different but like 
it's not like the absolute terrible thing that of the show like I rewatched them a couple years ago and I enjoyed them and it's not like seasons six and seven were like incredible seasons of the tv show it's not like like as soon as Michael left like it gets entirely terrible it's like they they weren't always on the entire time you're leaving before that but I still enjoyed them so I'm not trying to criticize it I'm just saying that people need to jump off the bandwagon and like form their own opinions about it yeah I think maybe part of it is also like uh maybe people thought like Dan was more focused on Rick and Morty um which is always a fun thing to me to think about like when Rick and Morty was like hey the guy who did Community's doing a cartoon did you hear like that was this era not now it's like the Szechuan sauce show or whatever <laughs> um which is just so upsetting to watch a show that is genuinely very good become whatever the fuck that is <laughs> well become... now it's like did you know that the creator of Rick and Morty used to have a sitcom on NBC exactly it also was on the Sarah Silverman program for a season maybe <laughs> Oh, the the writer of Monster House used to have a sitcom on NBC. Uh, that's crazy. The guy from Harmon Town on who on CISO? <laughs> Harmon Quest, where he that's played D and D with with Thomas Middleditch. Oh my god, Harmon's up to some shit. Harmon, you know, uh, rewriter of several Marvel films. Dan Harmon. Uh, it's a yeah, it's a whole it's a whole deal. It's been interesting to watch the Rick and Morty behemoth kind of consume us all uh but especially like dan Harmon's whole whole rep like i don't know however many months ago it was when someone resurfaced like a 10 year old even older than that like a fucking 20 year old short film dan Harmon made that was like a parody of dexter where he played like a child molester and people were like we need to cancel dan Harmon, creator of rick and morty and i was like well i'm glad we're not invoking community into this conversation <laughs> but also it is a fiction like i don't know it's it, I, also, is it in poor taste absolutely but like <laughs> it's made up he didn't do these things and i i'm pretty sure dan Harmon was canceled like two or three times per season of community even from right. what i remember he's been canceled like we've <laughs> yeah. we've done this before we've, we've, yes, for this is way real. worse shit yeah we <laughs> certainly don't need to dig 20 years in the past into an indie film he did he puts it out publicly on twitter for things that we can get some over so like <laughs> there's no need. don't work so hard yeah like if you want to take smarter. it down way easier ways to do it exactly <laughs> no it's completely messed up uh cancel dan Harmon, i guess is the message so you can you can walk away uh from this on uh as we're you know we're we're almost at 30 minutes here ha cha cha uh it, do, how does this episode rank you don't have to give me like a number. Is this in the upper echelon for y'all as far as community episodes are concerned? I would put this in like the, um, oh, let's like uh, maybe in like the, if we're talking about A minuses, like an A minus tier. Like I have my big ones. Um, obviously, I, I remember, I believe in the last time I did talk about how Mia Mao Beans is like a top 10, top fiver for me. Um, but this also would be pretty up there, but I don't think it would be up in that upper like, um Dungeons and Dragons uh Modern Warfare sort of tier it would be like the this is a really fantastic episode of community tier for me but it's not the holy grail 
See, for me, it is easily the number one episode of Community I've watched since my last appearance on this podcast. Oh, wow. How many (laughs) is that? How long is that list? One? Well, it's also in last place. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought. That's okay. Um. (laughs) Um, No, I really like, I really enjoy it. I'm sure I could probably think of like five other episodes that I would rather watch but like for me who isn't like super uh I'm not like super in-depth on like what every episode of Community is and like what my feelings on it are I was really I was really excited about it the action was really good and it was very emotional too so loved it yeah I let me go back and check my tumblr when I I am 98% sure I made a gift set of my top 10 episodes of Community. So let me consult that and I'll get back to you. Okay, absolutely. Oh, weird. I see that's been scrubbed for pornography. I don't know. <laughs> weird. I don't know no. how that happened. Yeah. Hmm. Not absolutely. me. Not I. No. <clears throat> I think that they probably saw you ta- hashtagged Annie's boobs and they just took it right down. <laughs> <laughs> Tumblr does not honor context. Tumblr does not mm-hmm. honor uh, uh, the author's original intent and that's uh, death of the author as promoted by tumblr but to be fair i was also hashtagging it for her for annie's breasts like not the monkey at all it was her <laughs> unfamiliar her. with the monkey yes. <laughs> trying to get a, a disgusting <laughs> hashtag going exactly <laughs> right up next to that edit of allison brie and the captain america uniform that went around a lot of times Oh yeah, weird how they gave like Captain America a crop top in that scenario and that scenario only. I don't know how <laughs> they arrived at that design decision. Uh, how I have the, uh, well, how have the Russo brothers not made that happen yet? That's honestly, Allison Brie. She's one of the few who's just hasn't made that transition. Um, like everyone else has appeared in the MCU in some capacity and many writers and directors have been have been you know absorbed into the the Marvel behemoth but it's like it's just Joel Allison and Gillian that have not made that jump um and it you know is it related to uh Jeff and Annie dissing the Marvel movies in the community series finale who can say if if <laughs> Kevin Feige is that petty who can say to me they're probably holding out until they can get like a series regular or like a higher tier full-on several movie deal where like of course danny was in uh winter soldier for like six seconds but then it's like okay well that's his role in the marvel cinematic universe and he'll never be back and like they probably want to hitch their ride to this uh new culture that is every single thing being the marvel movies did you guys see that announcement trailer for upcoming Marvel movies that came out today. Did you look at it? Did you watch it? I saw that it happened. I was mostly interested in that shot of Angelina Jolie holding a glowing fantasy sword in front of Mm. her face. That is what I'm really showing up to see. Good shot. I scrubbed through to look at the release dates and but from July to December of this year, so that's six months, four Marvel movies are being released. I'm a guest. I'm a dog. I it's it's unstoppable and I am I want to get off. Four movies and not including, you know, the 37 Disney Plus original television programs that they are also putting out. Uh and then there's four next year as well. And I'm exhausted. <laughs> At least that's more spread out. Like, uh, 2020 was the first year since 2007 where no Marvel movies came out. And it was like 
I know 2020 was bad, but at least no Marvel movies came out. <laughs> and even then, WandaVision was like everywhere. So it's like it, essentially there was still a Marvel movie being uh, put out just like over the span of like eight weeks or whatever. Um, but right. to me, the biggest crime of the MCU is the fact that the Russo brothers who were famously involved in community and arrested development and happy endings were not even remotely involved in the MCU show that is about sitcoms. Like what the hell was that about? Just doesn't seem, I feel like they really fumbled that ball. I feel like maybe, maybe that would have been the best use of the Russo brothers particular skill set. Exactly. Um, I think that they probably could have saved it from its own problem of becoming a Marvel cinematic universe piece instead of about a sitcom. Yeah, it was weird watching uh, Kevin Feige. I know you're listening because Community is like your favorite show. Uh, it was weird watching this very interesting show just turn into a pile of shit like gradually over the course of eight weeks. It was like a, a magic trick. But Wanda herself could not have pulled off such a trick. And I don't want to sound like I'm one of those fans I railed against earlier, but those final two episodes were the worst ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, Sam, we did establish you would rail yourself, so... That's true. I've cloned myself to give a WandaVision opinion and so that I can finally yell at myself for all my mistakes. Absolutely. You know, we got two of these shows in a row that are all building up to the main character getting a nickname we already knew they had. Will that trend continue with Loki? Will Will the last episode of Loki be like, you're the trickster god? And he'll be like, what? And yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. True. I hope that he turns into Teen Loki so that more young Avengers are in the ether. Yeah, that's what these shows seem to mostly exist to be, right? Because there's been some young Avengers business on both of these shows so far. Hawkeye is definitely going to have some young Avengers business. Seems like that's what we're doing here. I stand. I love the young Avengers. (laughs) They're cool little guys. We'll love them. And maybe Uh, they could have an adventure at Greendale Community College. (laughs) I mean, that'd be cool. I mean, I I got watched that show. I'm surprised we still we never got a baby community episode, honestly, if we're talking about youthful versions of pre-established characters. Maybe we did get seven. we got a uh, a horrid uh glimpse of the Greendale Babies cartoon show that exists oh, right, inside right, right. of Abed's head. Mm-hmm. Um that was one of the few episodes like the few standard sitcom episodes we never got. We never got a sit an episode that took place from a supporting character's point of view. Like we never got like leonard's story or something like that like the buffy jonathan kind of episode yeah 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 yeah. exactly uh and we never got like a rashaman style story where it's like one event from every different perspective we got stuff that was like that like like remedial chaos theory which is like kind of the same idea but it that we just never we just never got it yeah what we're trying to say is community did not delve far enough into genre uh storytelling (laughs) for our taste we needed more Sorry, I'll never be satisfied. I am a fan on the internet, uh, and no matter what, I will never be satisfied. I am incapable. Uh, but uh, this has been a, a lovely chat. Why don't you tell the good listeners out there where they can find you and follow you and listen to your nonsense? Uh, well, you can find me at Rain Derricks on Twitter. Uh, maybe I just finished watching The OC kind of for the first time. So maybe uh, now that I have like, having an identity crisis of like, who am I without the OC? Maybe I'll just rewatch Community in full. Um, So be on the lookout for that. Uh, But you can also find us, uh, Sam and I on Bittergers, at Bittergers Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Like we said, we finished our Avatar The Last Airbender coverage. 
uh, looking ahead, I'm probably going to do book one Korra next, uh, Survivor after that. Who knows? The floodgates have been open to anything. Um, so, yeah, follow us. Yeah, thrilled about it. Kevin, thanks for having us on. Um, you can follow me at Sam Stanish on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can follow my other podcast at Word on the Straits, STR8S on Instagram and Twitter, where we talk about straight culture uh, from a gay perspective. Uh, and I mean, as far as uh, things I'm the culture I'm taking in right now. Uh, I just watched Cruel Summer on Freeform, which is actually really, really good, would recommend. Um, and I'm absolutely mainlining Wheel of Time, just blasting through those thousand page books. I love it. There's never a better time to break out the phrase, okay, but I'm not learning the new words for stuff than when you're tackling 18,000 page fantasy novels. Literally, there are things in the in that book where they will, I, they, I, sometimes they'll italicize the word he made up and sometimes they'll capitalize it and sometimes they'll do neither of those things and they all mean different things and it's just like, okay, like, guess I gotta learn what that is. Alright. That's how I feel playing a JRPG where they decide to call ice some other word and I'm like, I wish please just call it ice. That's what I'm gonna call it in my head. I will not learn your word for this, please. I just read a paragraph of a character describing what an elephant is because they don't have a word for what an elephant is. And wow. I was like, oh, it's an elephant, it's an elephant, it's an elephant, it's an elephant. And, but they aren't calling it elephant because they don't know what that is. Interesting. They have all these goddamn made up words, but they can't say elephant, interesting. Maybe that's the cosmic trade-off. We got all these, you know, nonsense words, but we lost elephants along the way. And that's that's the true tragedy. Uh, yeah, I've been on uh, both of Sam's pods if you need a place to start. Uh, if you like me, if you're not sick of me, uh, I, I talked about gambling on Word on the Straits and I talked about the storm and the series finale of Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, and it was a joy both times as it was to have you both on. Uh, again, an A-list episode gets A-list guests. Uh, and this has been my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kevin. This has been a Talk Back Podcast. That was quite a show. Very entertaining. Please tell your friends about this show. Boopy doopy doop boop sex. Larry, I'm on DuckTales.